What is up, party people? Welcome back to March Madness Killer Pod Style. Brackets. Brackets. I'm Jeff. With me, as always, is Vinny. And our Killer Pod crew. Up, up. Hold on. I gotta do a... Well, hello, everybody. What Good happened? evening. And we do have a guest. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. We have a uh, special co-host. And coming at us from the Does Not Like... Big Bang Theory hotline. Oh, yeah, I saw that today. What an animal. <laughs> Our you? good brother Peter there, Evans. I've never met a person in real life that, that likes that show. It hurt my soul when I saw that a little bit. I oh. love that show. Oh, my God. It it, uh, it it sends shivers down my spine. So so what is it about it that... Is, it, it's so it's fun like, and not real. Oh, it's just so... It, it's so cringy to me. Really? I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I, I, I shouldn't say I like it, but it's I don't mind it. I'll watch it. Yeah, I, I love it for a, you know uh, whatever sitcoms. All right, more cringy. Big Bang Theory or Two and a Half Men? I love both. Uh, t- no, Two and a Half Men with Charlie Sheen. Oh yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, but it was, was cr- it was, but it was cringy. Terrible. But it was jokes that you were like, "How are they getting away?" With that's what song? I mean. Yeah, ABC. that's why it was cringy. The but, the, but the Big Bang, like the... I find Big Bang Theory cringy because it's like, why did he... I just didn't like the... I just didn't like anything, any of the people in it. I didn't like what they were trying to do with it. Huh. That's just me. All right, all right. I actually got... I actually got a lot of replies to that agreeing with me when I posted that. So really? I mean, I believe it because yeah. people just like or do not like that show, but I can't... You know, you know what I find is that whether show... A lot of shows don't age well regardless. Not necessarily because of the time, but like like How I Met Your Mother, for instance. I was really into that show when it first came out. Nah, now when I, I couldn't get into that one yeah, at all. Now same. if I go back and watch it, I'm like, oh my, these are terrible people. Like what? Well, I it's, didn't, not like, it's not like Seinfeld where they've been terrible people the whole time. So I didn't like, like um, that 70s show until it came on syndication. Like, I was not okay. into it, and then I realized that Red Foreman is my spirit animal. And I was like, right. well, this show is the greatest. <laughs> well, it, was a hot, it was a hot take. I saw it earlier, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, I was like, I, I Especially because it's been over for a couple of years now. Well, it was just a meme that I shared, you know. I understand, but you share them because you feel that way. That's <laughs> true. It's true. The internet is about your feelings. It's true. Well, how's everyone? I'm sorry. I'm always always looking for reactions. Yeah, me too. Apparently, uh, my sense of humor does not go over well most times. How's everyone doing? (laughs) Good. Since we last spoke, I'm I'm doing well as well. I can proudly say I've taken three movies off the stack. However, only three. Yeah. However, I feel like I've I've texted you multiple times since we last recorded. Like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna get high and watch some stuff. I was like, oh good, he's taking care of the stack. Well, yeah. There's other stuff too, like documentaries, and but the problem now is that two of the three movies have extensive special special features on them. I usually do special features on a separate watch. I'll just do it all in like days. Hmm. What uh, what docs you been watching? Uh, I well, I tried to watch The Son of Sam's on Netflix. I fell asleep early on. I watched that one. I watched the one with the guy with multiple personalities. Yeah, okay. So what do you think about that? Um, I didn't make it through the whole thing. Wow. But then my the one I really liked was the Times Square Killer one, the Torso Killer. 
Yeah. And uh, because that kind of falls into what I like with like the 42nd Street grindhouses and stuff. They talked a lot about how Times Square was like a shithole. There's a lot of extensive talk about that, which kind of rolled into what I'm interested in. So on top of the serial killer, which was interesting of its own on its own. But I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. I thought the uh, the multiple personalities short series was quite interesting until I mean like it was just weird because they structured the whole thing like oh this is real like he he's he has many personalities and then towards the end they're like yeah it might be bullshit yeah uh, we were just talking about that at work a little bit I uh, I brought up the son of Sam's one son sons of Sam son of Sam sons of Sam I keep saying son of Sam's. Um, the Sons of Sam one is apparently about a theory that uh, Berkowitz was not a lone killer. It was part of a cult and there was more people involved. Hmm. But I only made it through like the first half and I fell asleep. But at work, I is brought it. A series or? A yeah, movie? I think it's four parts. Okay. Um, documentary style. And at work, a guy I work with started going real hard. Like he got real excited when I brought it up. And I was like, oh, so it's worth watch and he's like oh yeah there's so much good evidence and blah blah so i was like all right good so it doesn't end with like a well that was our theory but no we were wrong (laughs) like because that's that's the worst kind of documentary when they really win with all this cool shit and then at the end they're just like well none of that happened yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i um watched a pretty heavy one today called downfall about the um boeing planes Oh, I saw that on there, too. I was a little interested. It was heavy. Yeah. Um, All kinds of cover Yeah, I'm trying to explore Netflix a little bit more because I've been neglecting it for such a long time. Yeah. So, their documentary game's usually good. Yeah. Like, especially compared to, like, Hulu and Prime. Because Prime is a content hoarder, and there's some real shitty documentaries on there. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're shitty. I mean, I, I no, there's some <laughs> shitty ones. Oh, okay, I mean, I've seen ones that are really outlandish. No, I mean like shitty. HBO is like, the king of documentaries. They used to be, not so much anymore. They just don't pump out as much anymore. Yeah, anymore. yeah. Their their big one for me was um, I guess it wasn't a documentary, but documentary style true crime um with Dr. Kenneth Baden. Um, it was like cold case stuff where they used forensic science to solve cases and this is back in like the late 90s so this was all like whoa crazy shit and i think there's like three or four series of it they're good i think they're still i'm pretty sure they're still on there (coughs) oh gazoontite we gotta get you a sneeze button oh no (laughs) my headphones off sneeze button uh diabetes pod yeah we gotta get you all sorts of buttons i'm I'm expiring tonight as well (laughs) sean will just randomly text me and be like well pod's going off (laughs) Um, all right, I'm gonna get into these beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. For us this evening, we have Drecker Brewing Company, which is. Excuse me. I think we've had them on before. I think a couple times at this point. But they're just so rapidly becoming my favorite brewery. A lot of I people mean, are high on them. I mean, a lot of people. Just. Uh, I don't know if we talked about it on air, but like the whole smoothie dessert sour thing i normally can't get behind but director with the brains uh is really good and they have a new line where they're doing um dessert sours with different like uh sweet fruity cereals and they're really good and then their ipas are killer too so 
to go along with the theme of the bracket this evening, we have Benevolent Intentions, double IPA from Drecker Brewing Company. Hops are Holler, Holler 2, Holler 2 Blanc. Holler at me. Belma and Citra. I know mm, Citra. Mm, mm, mm. So they're in Fargo. So we probably won't be visiting this brewing company. What, North, North Dakota? But yeah. Fargo. All right. Pete, what do you got? Damn, that's good. Um, Ooh, that's really I got good. a uh, out of Half Acre Chicago ah. uh, uh, Fog Bone Coconut Porter. Mm. Is that 7%, like Fog Hat? 7%. Uh, fog Bone. It's got a bunch of skeletons on it, like tie-dye skeletons dancing. Right, right on. Yeah. No, no ABV on this one, but it's a double IPA, so it's going to be at least a little hefty. Yeah, it's tasty. Oh, it's it very tasty. Yeah. It's got the haze thing going on. It's smooth. Um, can art is awesome. Yeah. It's like uh, you got the the lab going here with all kinds of neon colors and like a skull being crushed into into whatever experiment they got going on. Cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, speaking of beer, shout out Brew Daddies in Allentown uh, taking care of us after PA Horicon. Uh, what a cool place! Uh, great food, great beer, really awesome cool staff. Atmosphere. Yeah, um, not huge on what's going on in Allentown, but it seems like their downtown is either in a resurgence mm-hmm. or has built itself up. It's pretty damn nice. Um, a jalapeno popper pizza. Yeah, although delicious, I suffered a little bit the next day. I don't Did you? you? No, nah, I was uh, actually I don't remember now. But jalapeno popper pizza. Uh, but we had a good time at PA Horicon. Um, we didn't talk about that yet. Yeah, we? yeah. So yeah. the con was awesome. Yeah. It was like um, smaller than Monster Mania, which is our, our main con that we go to uh, hopefully twice a year, at least once a year. This was smaller, more intimate, but the vendors were all awesome, um, high quality. There was multiple things that I wanted to purchase. We had some good conversations with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guests were cool. Very cool. You got to meet C.J. Graham. C.J. Graham, Tom Matthews. I mean... I exchanged a nod with David Ellison from Megadeth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it was very intimate. It was very on point with fan interaction, I would say. Whereas Monster Mania has like become sort of like the go-to for the East Coast, I would say. The lines are longer. And- yeah, this was like if you wanted a personal experience and wanted to feel like you were really part of it, this was a really good thing. I mean, me, CJ Graham, and Vinny are best friends now, essentially. <laughs> well, I was going to say Tom Matthews. You had a pretty... Oh, uh, yeah. I was talking to Tom Matthews good, for a good, like, 15, 20 minutes uh, about Kiss. <laughs> yeah, like, to the point where I didn't know what you guys were talking about. Like, I didn't want to linger. So, I was feeling a little bit awkward. So, I wandered away and went to go, like, dick around myself and for a couple of minutes, not knowing that I was in... I was, like, slightly behind... CJ Graham's table, so I was kind of like photobombing his his pictures with his people, and he slapped me in the side of the head and said, "Hey, get out of my picture." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I was like, oh, my bad, sorry." Yeah. Then, so and then he like popped his head around the corner. He's like, "You know, I'm just kidding, right?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah we're good. So when I get up there, it's like a whole thing. He's like, "Oh, this guy, this guy's with you." Uh, so the whole rest of the day, it was a uh, this joke between CJ Graham, me, and Vinny, and then Vinny's little squinty-eyed pictures. Yeah, he uh, thought I was stoned, which yeah. I, I, at the time, I wasn't. But it's funny, because I ran into him, like, an hour later in the bathroom, and he grabbed me, he goes, tell your friend to open his goddamn eyes. <laughs> but Pete, you know, like, that's been a struggle with me forever. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
But we had, had a, I got small eyes. I don't know what to tell you. We had a super good time. Uh, it only has room to grow. We met some cool people. Uh, ran into the Troma crew again. Lloyd Kaufman was fashionably late. We had to wait a while. <laughs> but I would say it was, it was, like, worth it was it. cool. Yeah, he's, he, uh, he's great. He signed... Um, well, Jeff, he's helped. I uh, gave him... I had this awesome old Toxic Avenger figure from like 04 or something like that. Uh, before the collectibles became a big deal. And I just held it and I kept it in like pristine condition in the package. So the whole like crew was like complimenting how great it looked. And Lloyd finally comes down. Um, like third, fourth in line. The He gets to me. He's like, you know, who do you want me to sign it to? I'm like, Jeff with a G. He's like, G-E-O-F-F. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So he starts signing it. And he's he's like 75 years old. So he's like all in it and like trying to sign it. He writes, two gorgeous G-O-E-F. And then stops and goes, ah, fuck, I spelled your name wrong. And I was like, ah, it's all good. He's like, ah, I got to fix it. So my <laughs> my, sig- it yeah, my signature is like, too gorgeous Jeff, but it's all scratched out and fixed. <laughs> and then it just says, oops, next to it. <laughs> Lloyd Kaufman. Um, but he's a sweetheart of a guy. He's uh, super nice. You can just tell, like, yeah, like you said, sweetheart of a guy. Uh, we were getting, like us and the rest of the line, we were getting, getting a little antsy and impatient. Was, yeah. We were waiting a good, he was like 45 minutes late. And then, um, I don't know if you would call him his agent or whatever, was like, yeah, so, like, sorry, on, on the way, he wanted to stop and, like, get snacks. I was just, like, his driver. <laughs> and then he wanted to stop and get, like, a drink yeah. and uh, the whole thing. He's almost 80 years old. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like, I had to use the bathroom. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's all good. And then he rolls in, like, after we've been waiting all this time, he's like, oh, sorry, everybody, like, let me put together this clarinet. Yeah. And we're going to play Happy Birthday for my daughter yeah. because my family's really mad at me and yeah. we got to play this. Because I think he's on... Uh, three cons and three weekends. He did tattoo, Philly Tattoo Con convention, then this, and then he was at Monster Mania this weekend. So I'm like, sure. And it was his daughter's birthday, so I'm sure they were a little annoyed with him. Um, his daughters used to roll with him. I, I Maybe they're a COVID thing, or I, I don't know. But they used to just kind of hang out at the table with him. I like how the guy before us had like multiple things. Yeah, so we got, we got stuck between a rock and a hard place. The guy in front of us was like, we, Vinny thinks he was a seller. I think he was just super fanboy because of the picture thing. I think it was a seller. So Lloyd, Lloyd doesn't charge for autographs or pictures. And this dude has got like a Toxic Avenger Hawaiian shirt on and just all this shit for Lloyd to sign. And he's up there signing it. Like he's being a good sport and we're all just kind of standing around. No, he only signed one thing. Oh, is that all? I thought he signed like a bunch of stuff. No, he signed one. Oh, okay. He was, he was sticking to his guns. Like, I'm signing one thing. And he's like, there's like 4,000 people online. Yeah. Like, you gotta but the dude, so the dude was like, get, it's like the dude and his girlfriend. Lloyd's like, all right, let's get a picture. And she's going to take the picture. And he did the same thing with me and Vinny. He's like, oh, yeah, no, she, she should come in the picture too. And he's like, well, no, no, let's do one with me. And then we'll do one with both of us. And he stops and he's like, he's like, no, no, we're doing one. There's like 5,000 people online. It's like, 40 people, maybe. That relationship <laughs> isn't going to last very long. Yeah, but he's like, but he he's not an asshole. I mean, he is an asshole, and God bless him for it. But he's like, come back when I'm less busy. Like, that's what he says, and he means it. It's yeah. like, come back when I don't have all these fucking people to accommodate, and I will bullshit with you. Because at Monster Mania one year, I was the only person, and he wanted to take all sorts of pictures with me. Like, he just entertains himself. But that was funny. Then the guy behind us was just like a weirdo. Yeah, like I don't even think he knew why he was in line. He was like, "I think Lloyd Kaufman's coming." I was like, "Yeah, yeah he's he's gonna be here any minute now." 
Uh, but anyway. Very cool experience. Yes. A lot of fun. Met a lot of cool people. A lot of conversations. And I finally bought my bootleg of Freddy's Nightmares. So it was all Oh, yeah. Did you dive into that yet? Nah, not yet. I'm, oh, I'm excited for that. Like, super excited. That one's years in the making. I bought it from the same people that I saw it from the mm-hmm. first time. Mm-hmm. So that's very mm-hmm. cool. Uh, they're awesome guys, too. They're out of New York. They're bootleggers. I don't know if anyone's anti-bootleg, but they do a good yeah, job. They, well, and, they do bootleg and, modern stuff, but mostly out-of-print things that you can't get. Get, yes. But they're also great businessmen. They're easy to... I don't want to use the word haggle, because you don't even have to haggle. Uh, you did pretty well, though. Yeah, you negotiate with them, and they're good at it. Uh, and they're, they're, they're cool dudes. They have a beer with them. They're fun. The cons don't have any, like, issues with that? Only when... The only times I've encountered issues with the bootleg tables is if movie companies are there. Uh. So, like, if Severin and Vinegar Syndrome and Troma were all there, it would be an issue. But because just Troma's there, they can be like, all right, we're not going to have Troma titles out. Yeah. And they can just do anything else. Um, but the main score for them is getting things that old are series, literally not available. Yeah, old series in any mostly. kind of physical format. Their 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 big thing is old series. Um, remember Ah Real Ghostbusters? Uh-huh. They had like all that, like every season of that. Dark Shadows, every season of that. I bought Freddy's Nightmares. They had like Married with Children. They had just whatever old series, anime, horror, a uh, lot of horror. A lot of sci-fi. Um, old, like, made-for-TV movies that you can't get anywhere. They do that, mm-hmm. too. And they transferred everything to Blu-ray, so I'm interested to see how that went. Um, but I was super stoked to run into them again because I, I haven't been to Monster Mania in years, and that's the only place I had ever seen them. So to see them guys again, is uh, it was cool. Who else did we nice. run into? Did we run into anyone else? Mm, no, was it? Yeah. But it was fun. It was super fun. I, I, I can't... Um, glow enough and they, they're 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 big one um at the showboats coming up in like two months a month i don't even know but it both nights sold out the hotel so good for them yeah i love it and their guest list is is pretty sweet for that one too anything um, oh i know you took a little trip to uh virginia huh so the same Brother. weekend that you guys went and did that i uh took a little uh sojourn down to um Richmond, Virginia, to see uh, my favorite live band, to see Coheed and Cambria. And uh, um, so the night I got there, I got there the night before and uh, had already researched a place for dinner. And um, I mean, not all, not everyone that listens to this knows what I look like, but, you know, I, I asked the bartender, I'm like wearing like a Hellraiser shirt and like my a vest with like pins and patches and shit on it. And after I have this good meal, good cocktails and stuff sitting at a bar, I'm like, you know, I, I'm from out of town. Can you give me a uh, a recommendation of someplace to go? I'm just looking for, like, a chill spot to just, you know, sit and have a couple drinks, you know. And, uh, you know, it's a Friday night, though. So he's like, oh, you know, you can try this place, um, but that might be busy. And if not that, then go to this place, the Jungle Room. So I'm walking. And I see this, first I see this brewery, so I go there first, but I get there and they're like 20 minutes from last call, so I just have one beer there at um, at Advent, or I I forget exactly what it was called, I posted it on uh, on Tapped, but 
Um, and then I, I go to this first bar, he says, and it's like mini Dave and Buster's, like way, like bigger than Barcade, but like massively crowded with like a bunch of bros. <laughs> I'm like, like, all right. So that's, that's your scene of, though. I'm like, that's, that's out of the question. <laughs> so then, then I look up this place, the jungle room he talked about. I'm like, all right, the jungle room doesn't sound exactly like my kind of spot. But Sounds like a gay bar. Not going to lie. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like three more blocks. So I go and I go to the jungle room. And it's a tiki lounge. Oh, that's fun. With, with, with house music. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> but I was like, whatever, I can fuck with some tiki drinks. Yeah, I would love so to. So I, I sat and I had like three tiki drinks. Like really well, you know, good, mm-hmm. good, good cocktails. But good, just uh, like, good tiki mugs. But just like, oomph, oomph, oomph. <laughs> um, but a cute, bar- cute bartender. We had a little flirty thing going oh. on. So that was good. Um, and then, um, you know, next day. I drove around Richmond a little bit. Cool little town, you know, southern history, not anything that I need to dredge up on here, but um did you hit up the statue that they fucked up? I don't I think it might have been co- I think I drove by it. I think it was like boxed. Oh. Like I think they like covered it with um yeah, I know what you mean. But uh so you know, I I slept in. I didn't have anything to do. And then so I'm getting ready to go to the concert. I um, become a little bit of a a pro now at uh, uh, so you buy on Amazon you can buy these like plastic flasks and it's all plastic and you can fill it with whatever you want and then you shove it in your pants and you can get through security. I've been and... giving the secrets away. Damn! Now it's gonna get taken off of Amazon. Well, no, no, nothing's. It'll never get taken off of Amazon. Uh, so you sneak that and you know then you just have to like buy one drink and then you know refill your cup. Um, and, but the other thing I did is I, because uh, I, I put the mask on and I snuck in a little bit of fungus behind my mask and um, I ate that like during the opening band. And then um, it's kind of an interesting experience to do that by yourself at a concert. <laughs> um, because, you know, you get friendly with the people around you, but then all of a sudden it starts to hit you and you're like, I'm all alone. Oh shit. And you can feel everything from like the tips of your toes all the way to the top of your head. And I'm like, and I'm just like getting that, like, Oh my God. Oh my God. I'm like panicking, panicking. But then the music started. I'm like, Oh, thank God. Yeah. I think if I um, were you, I would have ate the fungus at the tiki bar. Yeah. So I didn't eat, it wasn't a lot, you know, I didn't like go full on. I think I ate like two grams, but um, just enough to like really enjoy the show and then have a little bit of euphoric feeling afterwards. <laughs> but, um, so this thing, so I'm, you know, completely, I had met this dude at the bar I was drinking at before the show and, uh, he was a cool dude. We, uh, we, 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 he, he was seeing him for the first time. We walked over together and, uh, I was like, all right, he's like, oh, I'm waiting for a friend. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go in. I was like, here's my number. Text me if you want to like get drinks in there or whatever. He didn't know. He didn't know what anything about what I was going to do. And then. I'm walking, I walk out after the concert, I'm like feeling good, feeling good. And I see him and he's like talking to this girl, who I guess was the person he was meeting up with. And it was like, it was as if I was a complete stranger. And I don't know if it was me freaking out because um, I was on drugs, but. <laughs> well, I mean, if um, he was trying to get some. Uh... Right, right, right. So, that, uh, so I was like, hey man, and we had like a quick exchange. Yeah, like, just give him a handshake was, and walk he was like, yeah, He was like, yeah, that was fucking awesome. He introduced me to his friend and then I was just like, well, see you later. Yeah, big gulps, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, so then, I'm just like, I have no idea where I am at this point. I'm not gonna walk around. I'm thirsty as hell. 
but I call an Uber and I don't know why, but it's like half an hour. It's saying I'm like, all right, shit, I'm just going to sit down on this bench. It's a busy night. And just like take in the sounds and the <laughs> sounds of the city. <laughs> so there's like three benches in a row and uh, I see two benches down. Uh, after I'm sitting there for like five minutes, this, uh, this girl sits down and she's just like sitting there. I have no idea which this isn't like a bus stop or anything. So, and I'm just like kind of looking around and after like five minutes, I noticed that she's wearing white Crocs and I'm wearing white Crocs, (laughs) which, which, uh, you know, that's a statement, you know? Uh So then I'm like, in my head, I'm like trying to, I'm like trying to make this funny video where I'm like filming her white Crocs and then I move the camera over to my white Crocs and I'm like, all this chick is seeing is me aiming my phone at her and I'm not thinking about that. And then, and then I I catch in the video that she's just staring at me. I'm like, oh shit. And then, and then I'm just like laughing. I'm like laughing uncontrollably. And I'm pointing at my shoes, and I'm just like, ah, and then pointing at her, and then and she got up and ran away. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Almost. Uh, so, that's awesome. So anyway, yeah, I totally freaked some girl out. Because <laughs> I, realized, I realized then, like, you know, I turned, like, the camera phone around on me, and I'm like, oh, I looked like a fucking monster. Like, oh, well, I, you're probably sweating like, from the I'm show. My, and, my yeah. hair is, like, in a, in a full, like, afro because yeah. I was, like, frizzed and sweaty from the show. I'm wearing, and my outfit was ridiculous because I didn't want to be too hot. So I was wearing like basketball shorts, knee high socks, white Crocs. Oh my, yeah, you probably look like a meth head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right. I mean, good, so was, good job. So that was that. <laughs> well, you also made a story for her. I mean, she had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank God that like my Uber came like five minutes later. She might have called like the cops on me or something. Well, isn't, isn't a Richmond VCU's town? It's like a college town, right? Uh, yeah, Virginia. What what's VCU? Virginia Commonwealth University. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. That's what it is. I yep. drove by it. Yeah. Eh, whatever. Probably, yeah, How the hell did you know that? Close to the games. How did I know that? Yeah. We'll get to it. No, okay. it's part of tonight. Right. Um, that's fun. That's a that kind of beats PA hard. Kind of, I guess. <laughs> well, that I'm gonna see. Him. I'm going. I'm going to see him again on Tuesday. In, Where at? Um, Syri- No, not Syracuse. What's the capital of New York? Buffalo, Albany. No. Albany. Yep. Damn. It's like three hours. It's like three hours. Away. Or you could just take off a- April nineteenth. Uh, Come to Poughkeepsie with us. Get a sweet Airbnb. Vinny was telling me about that. You're going to see Doyle. Yeah, yeah. Doyle on Wednesday thirteen. I was actually. Uh, I don't even like Wednesday thirteen, but I'm going. It's worth it. I gotta. Uh, I'll catch up with uh, Alex story and see. We talk on the Instagram. Was it there with Pete? Nothing, but I'm saying get some drinks and we'll walk yeah. out in Poughkeepsie. Don't end up on those Poughkeepsie tapes. I want to be on the missing ones. <laughs> um, That's a throwback to episode one right there. <laughs> so, uh, could I ask, uh, am I interrupting? Are you interrupting what? Are you good? I wasn't sure if you were going to uh, say something else. Um, have you guys seen VFW? Yes. Oh, yeah. I saw it like the day it came out, actually. It was during oh the uh, pandemic. I had so much fun with that. Yeah. I, I had a I lot just... of fun, except for the whole like Fangoria thing where I found out that, um, oh, God, what's his name? Fred uh, Williamson is like a sexist dirtbag. Wow, oh, I didn't know about that. That was part of the whole big thing with the Shockwaves crew and everything. It all trickled down. 
Really? Yeah, because Fangoria produced it, and there was a lot of like misbehaviors on the set from the male actors towards like the makeup girls and all this shit. And huh. That's I, what that's what fired off that whole thing, and then that's when Rob. Rob G. Rob G. Got caught up in the crossfire. What do you think he's doing now? Like working at McDonald's I, or something? I think he. We were we were just talking about this. I was talking to our buddy Chris. Um, I personally think he came back to the East Coast and he's in hiding, and not like in hiding, hiding, but keeping low. Yeah, but what's he doing for career and money? I don't know, but he's from New Jersey, so it's like. All right. I mean, if he's just I mean, he's completely Jersey. off social media. Oh yeah, he, he's off the grid. Unless he made like an alias or something. But there's no way Wait. he stayed in LA. Who who is this? He was the co-host of a podcast that I love that Jeff did not. I like. liked and then it got pretentious and it did not get became annoying. I I love that show. And the so it was a it was Ryan Tarek, Rob G, um, Elric Kane and Rebecca McHendry. Rebecca and Elric have their own podcast. Ryan Tarek completely just went into the shadows. Well, because he's, he's a big Hollywood producer now. Yeah, he's big time for uh, Blumhouse now. But anyway, Rob G got canceled for some. He was he was stalking chicks. He was he was looking at chicks like Facebook check-ins and then showing up where they were. Yeah. After like asking them out numerous times and them saying no and stuff like That's that, and they would be really... like. They would check in at the mall, and they'd be with, like their friends, and then he would just like show up, like, "Oh, funny seeing you here." Yeah. <sighs> That's creepy. I think it was a little bit more innocent than it was made out to be. Like, I think he was just a really socially awkward, nerdy guy that didn't know how to handle those types of situations. Just based on, I mean, I don't know the guy, but just based on listening to him all the time, he wasn't the most socially savant guy so he probably just well he also didn't want other podcasts being where they were like he there's something there's more to it than what you think i don't know he was very protective like oh well if if this if you're uh, no i'm not going if this podcast is there like it's a podcast dude you make way more money and get way more cool shit than any of us do we do it because we love it and it's fun you're doing it because it's a career how did we go to this rabbit hole? What were we talking about? You did. Uh, you well, started I, it. No, no, well, I was talking about, I, was, I brought up VFW, and I don't know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah no. so, I, I started it. <laughs> did you like anyway, the movie? It was a great movie. Yeah. It's so Anyway, fun. yeah, VFW, really awesome. Really made me, like, reminded me of, like, a grimy 80s movie. Yeah. But just made, you know, a couple years ago. And uh, really I, fun. I was um, really uh, bummed how Sensei pusses out. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean that was kind of the the, the character how they how they formed the character from the beginning though. Yeah, but I Sensei just wanted to yeah. sweep the leg, sweep the leg. Um, but the other movie that I watched just last night that's new, like brand new on Hulu, that I want you guys to watch but not do any research on because I had no idea what it was about, and it's like it's pretty good. It's called Fresh. I don't know if you've heard about it. No, but, I don't uh, it's got the guy Sebastian Stan that plays the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I know that guy. He's Tommy Lee in the uh, Pam and Tommy. Yeah, so he's he's getting around. Yeah, uh, and then I don't really know if any other act. I don't really know if any of them of the other people are of note, but um. So it's called Fresh. Is, Fresh. Is it, is it genre? It's horror adjacent. Okay. But so I didn't I just but, go but in. But blind. That's all I want to say about it because I didn't even know that going in. Okay. 
Um, I'll give that a watch. And, and, and it's a quick, and it's a quick, like it's in that sweet spot. It's like an hour and forty minutes. Hour forty? That's not the sweet spot. That's long. No, that's how a movie should be. No, I think yeah, a buck, no. a buck twenty is your average movie. No, hour and a half is like all right, cool. And then anything after an hour the, and a half is anything whoa. that's shorter than an hour and a the half. The average is, is questionable. The average is. I would say, yeah, but they're getting long now. I feel like the average is two hours. It's ten minutes longer than nine minutes. It's anyway. It's good. Don't tell me how time works, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Vinny, anything from you? Or are you ready to get into this bracket? Um, let's get in the bracket. I have. I had a couple things, but I'll save it for we have another episode coming. Well, up we can do. We days. can do. We can keep going. No, let's, let's go in the bracket. It's our show. We do. What I'm we ready want. for the bracket. All right. So here we go. Back into the bracket. Round one of the metal side. So in the metal side, if you'll remember, we had two divisions in the horror side. We had the blood and the gore. On metal, we got the riffs and the blast beats. Starting in the riffs division, we're going to go all the way through, then we'll go into the blast beats. Um, NCAA style, one through, what, 15? 16. 16. Um, This one is going to be a doozy. So... Like I said last time, we did the brackets, or the uh, seating, rather, sort of where we thought things belonged. Horror movies are one thing. Metal's another. What we did is, not saying we stuck to, like, harder metal, death metal, but we kept it more on, on that edge. Right, Vinny? Yeah, yeah. Definitely more on the death metal side. With some death, death horror, metal, death metal thrash. Yeah, yeah, thrash. But what I'm what I'm getting at is, don't uh, come at me with DMs or text messages and ask me like why Wasp wasn't in it and Motley Crue and shit. It's like I love them bands, but we're going metal metal. Let's just put yeah. it that way. Yeah. Uh, you boys ready? Ready to, yeah. to fart to, to fart this off? <laughs> Start this off. Oh hell yeah! All right. In the wrist division. The number one seed, Pantera. Well, I think we can all agree on that, right? Like, that's not even in question. I mean, I already talked to you on our car ride. <laughs> Extensively. We had a uh, a nice dinner, a couple beers before um, before recording to, <clears throat> to do a little pre-show. And also, I, I'd like to mention, we made a Spotify playlist of this bracket. It is called the Killer Pod from Outer Space. NCAA, or no, uh, what I call it? I Not know. NCAA. Um, horror versus heavy metal March Madness bracket. So that is now a, a playlist on Spotify you can check out. So we're listening on the way, and Pantera Domination came on. And I was like, this is it. This is it. Like, yeah. They have to win. There was a, a point where he said, I don't know what I'm going to do if Pantera doesn't win this <laughs> thing. Um so here we go. Number one seed, Pantera, versus the number 16 seed, Slaughter to Prevail. Um, I want to start here because I don't even think there's any I mean, there's, argument here at all. Yeah. It's Pantera. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about Pantera in the next round. Slaughter to Prevail is a great, great deathcore band out of Russia, which is a little dicey right now. And oh, that's right. We should have disqualified them. I didn't even think about that. They... Uh, they have not come out and said anything towards the war because sometimes it's not your business. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I thought they. I thought I heard they did. The singer said something, maybe. Well, he was being very wishy-washy about it. 
Yeah, so was Alex Ovechkin. I do not like war. Yeah, well, <laughs> fuck who the fuck does? <laughs> fuck Alex, Alex Ovechkin. Um, so Star Wars Reveal is like one of the best deathcore bands happening right now, especially um, Alex Terrible, their singer. Uh, he's extremely talented and does brutal vocals um, to the point where he's like a YouTube sensation now, like doing his style of vocals, like covering pop songs and and all kinds of different things. Uh, they are heavy. They are awesome. They are no match for the number one seed, Pantera. There's not much to talk about here. Seeding has its purposes. All right. Pete, do you want to uh, chime in just to chime in? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, just, uh, I, I, I've known of this band for a while. Um, they're, uh, you know, they're pretty good. Uh, I like their their ep better than the other two albums chapters of misery i think it's yeah, called yeah yeah um but yeah i mean you know Demolish i I, 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 che- I checked them out um in more uh depth uh this afternoon i mean no regardless of, you know i knew you know pantera is gonna take it obviously yeah um and i have my notes on pantera but i'll save them for um we don't we don't need to yeah, we we'll get into it. We don't need it. We don't need to muck it up right now because yeah. because we'll talk about that. I again. will just slaughter to prevail, slaughter to prevail. Uh, I still don't know a whole lot about them, but they are definitely a drunk Vinny YouTube stop. Uh, <laughs> yeah, crowned and crowned and conquered is a good song. It is always oh you gotta you gotta see these guys demolisher. I mean I, I love how they do the the. The demon mask and Alex Terrible wears the gold one when he is going crazy. Uh, but Demolisher, I mean, that's that's some serious shit. Like when he does that in Russian breakdown where you don't even know what the fuck he's saying because it's in Russian. Um, and then it, yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I love Russian music. <laughs> Not anymore, Vinny. Tell, tell the people you hate it. I am very much yes, pro Ukraine. Fuck yeah. Uh, the president's a bad ass. Dude, he is one of the like, baddest. That is one of the baddest quotes I've ever heard in my life. Which one? When they were people were lining up at the border to like drive refugees out. And the president said, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. My country is under attack. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yes. Yeah, we, I want to go fight for you, dude. We won't see that in this country. Like nah. he's, he's the real deal. And unfortunately... In the few, in the next, you know, coming weeks, we're going to see him dead all over the news. I know it sucks. Which is a shame. All right, let's move along. Um, next, next matchup here in the Rifts bracket, the number eight seed, old school favorite, Bolt Thrower, versus the number nine seed, a more modern favorite, Cradle of Filth. Oh, yeah, it's a toughie. That's a tough one. Anyone, anyone want to take uh, the I'll start? start? I'll start. Go I'll ahead. Start it off. Um, so. I've been, I, I, you know, I haven't been listening to them so much lately, but I've been a fan of Cradle of Filth since I was like 12 years old. And, um, you know, they're, they're a very unique, um, band because they're, they took the, the style and look of Norwegian black metal, but they made it melodic and, and very uh, theatrical and very theatrical yeah and they're british um 
And um, so I have here, um, so just to name some of their albums, Cruelty and the Beast, From Cradle to Enslave, Midian, Godspeed on the Devil's Thunder. Those are all like, you can pretty much listen to them front to back. Um, Cradle to Enslave, very much so. Yeah, that's yeah. one. That's their early stuff, right? Because yeah. the, the, the yeah, first like three records are bad yeah. ass, and so they were on I, Viva La Bam. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, so that, that's. I think that might. I didn't be, know that. I, I think I knew about them before Viva, Viva La Bam. I might have learned about them from like one of the CKY videos. <laughs> the old, the old Pennsylvania legend himself, Bam Margera. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they always um, would throw on in those in those CKY videos. Like that's how I learned about like Dimu Borgir. Oh, like, I love them so much. And, I, you know, what? We, like I don't that, think we so. put them on the list either. I didn't think of that because they're just straight black metal, and it's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're yeah, they're a little bit more. They're they're somewhere between, um, you know, like Mayhem and Cradle of Filth. Like they. they well, have... they're they're better than Mayhem. Yeah. But not as good as Cradle. Yeah, you're right. Right. I get what you're saying now. The Serpentine Offering was an anthem. Yeah. In our house I mean, in college. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Mayhem for like what they. Oh, musically, table, Mayhem like, is not, sick. They're not like a great band. Yeah. They're like, you know. They're the, riffs. The Mayhem's like riffs. And like, they're, musically, they're awesome. But lyrically, yeah. I shouldn't even say lyrically. Like, just vocally not pleasing. Yeah. Especially their first, you know, their first couple albums, the, you know, the guitar is just kind of like grainy. and But that's also just being poor and yeah. not being able to. But anyway, so... I love Danny Filth's unique voice. They they do a lot of like the high to low, um, and I'm pretty much de- down with anything that brings on uh, organs, as, like like the instrument. Uh, <laughs> Not like my intestine. Uh, uh, violins, uh, sex, gore, and Satan. So uh, they and, have and uh, Danny Filth's uh, move in the Vatican was pretty yeah. legendary. He's a yeah. band. Right, he, he's banned. Yeah, yeah. he uh, walked around the Vatican wearing a "fuck JC" shirt, yeah. and that's pretty epic. It always remind whenever I hear that, it reminds me of the uh, quote from Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf. He's in the Toxic Avenger Four. He plays God, but his his big quote is a, uh, "Hey, tell that tell that guy with the big fucking hat to stop talking about me. He doesn't know me, and, and fuck him." <laughs> Um, so it's a cradle of filth vote for you, Pete. Yeah, a couple of songs uh, for the listeners if they haven't checked them out. Her Ghost in the Fog is probably like your best. Like that's like the big intro. One. That's like the big commercial um, one, if you will. Yeah, yeah. They have like the best cover of any Iron Maiden song ever. Their Hallowed Be Thy Name cover is amazing. Um, and the song uh, Beauty Slept in Sodom is also very good. So anyway, but just so yes, my votes for Cradle of Filth. Bolt Thrower, I love instrumentally. They're like a great uh, old school death metal band. I don't love their vocals, um, so that's one thing that edge that they got edged out on for me. All right. So that's the exact argument that I was going to go with. Bolt Thrower might be one of my favorite instrumental death metal bands. They're old school, um, and I think. The instrumentals are just pretty epic, and pretty epic with all their all their releases, especially War Master and the Fourth Crusade. I love those albums. Um, 
Let me see if I can see what songs I want to talk about. <laughs> Anti-Tank is probably my favorite other riffs. You gonna chime in with me or are you just gonna stare at me? Well, I'm waiting to see where you're going because I feel like you're talking about Bolt Thrower to shit on them and, and take Cradle of Filth. No, I'm going Bolt Thrower. Oh, you're going Bolt Thrower. So I love Cradle of Filth. Uh, Pete actually is the one that exposed me to Cradle of Filth when we were in college. Um, my my black metal game was weak and Pete, <laughs> Pete exposed me to a lot. Um, but Bolt Thrower has just been something Something special that I love and what people I, I mean I, I like the vocals. They're there's nothing standout about it, but the instrumentals hmm. and the riffs super stand out. Yeah, so I guess I get to, to be that guy. That's good. I love being the guy. Uh it's a bolt thrower vote for me. Um they rip. That's that's that was literally my entire argument. They rip, and you you both kind of backed me on it. Their instrumentals are just fucking. It kind of comes down to what gets my head banging uh -huh. the most. Yeah, and th they've been around longer. I think that always plays a part for me because uh, I'm a history nerd. So like, I always joke uh, with people because the whole like '80s new wave scene gets kind of shit on anymore but i love to like look at people and be like you know without depeche mode there is no trent Reznor, there is no nine inch nails right without um soft cell right uh no Ooh. soft cell sometimes yeah, soft i feel like oh, I okay, okay. yeah like that shit paved the way for a whole new level of music uh and at the time it was like trendy dance music but i don't know so it's gonna be a old school bolt thrower vote for me. Sorry, when Pete. Glory, when, when, no, that's cool. When Glory beckons, that's one of the songs I was listening to earlier that really, uh, really rocks. But by bolt thrower. But make no bones about it, Cradle of Filth is awesome. The organ, yeah. the organ stuff, is awesome, and that whole like theatrics demonic thing is fucking great yeah i love oh yeah Hendrix. i mean I this, this, oh, yeah. this is no uh i mean just about every band on this list is oh yeah this is a this is not an easy one also we didn't mention to pete or did you before mm -hmm. we start oh, okay a little change he is there. well aware because it's, change it's coming up right now all right good so all the animals have come down here. it actually yeah. makes it actually makes this easier on me whoa it makes it harder on me well not really yeah it does all right <laughs> So here we go. This is the one that is a. Uh, there was some changes made because we realized we made an egregious error. So, at number five. Number five seed. Number five seed. Okay. Motorhead. The oh wait. Oh, you're on the wrong oh. number twelve. I'm sorry. I gave you the wrong one. So. Oh yeah 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 no we're good. You're good. Okay cool. Number five, Motorhead, versus the original number 12 was In Flames. What happened here is that Vinny wanted the In Flames thing to be like the best of new metal kind of deal. And we were cool with it when we made the list. And then we were driving home this evening, and without even seeing the list, I went, oh shit, we never put Guar on the list, did mm -hmm. we? So Guar, In Flames got bumped. 
the new number 12 seed versus Motorhead is Guar. And if I had known that In Flames was going against Motorhead, I wouldn't even have said anything. Because <laughs> now it's a it's big a decision. Tougher, yeah. Uh, so, do you want me to start? Yeah, now? I want you to start because you said you immediately well, know actually, now. I was actually looking at a different. I I, I was looking because I'm not looking at the bracket. I just have them uh, listed in order on my notes, and I was looking at the next one down. Mm. Um, but um, so first of all, just uh, real quick, in flames, fucking rocks. But no, no, you know, no, they're, they're no, yeah, the yeah, no argument. That's um, what I said. It was gonna be like the new. This is like the uh, new metal. Well, I, I that's a little. They became new metal as they progressed. Yeah, right. they're pretty. They're pretty like straight up Swedish metalcore, like early yeah. their early albums. Yeah, yeah, but um, as far as this list goes, there's nobody even close. <laughs> all right, so regardless, uh, so all right, Gore's awesome as a as a live band. There's there, like there's nothing. There's no live show that exists on this planet or any other planet have you seen them live i have not oh, uh like I'm sorry <laughs> um however my note here is simply lemmy is god so, <sighs> so true. it's 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 easily you st- I, you st- oh, let me I, I, steal awesome, some sports not... talk radio you stole my thunder <laughs> gore is awesome but i'm I, I, as far as like how many times I'm gonna put on Gore versus Motorhead? That's Motorhead. Motorhead's a daily, if not multiple daily, play. Uh, one of their songs, whether it's uh, Orgasmatron, Iron Fist, Speed Freak, Doctor Rock, Dirty Love, Love Me Forever, Eat the Rich. Yep. And you're not even naming like the the super popular great ones, right? I was just I, a lot of the, a lot of the songs that I that I wrote down for all these bands. I wanted to talk about kind of damage case, you know. Oh, yeah. damage case. All right, so, Vinny, go ahead. Let me give you a little bit of a hot take. Mm. I think. Well, let me preface by saying, Motorhead also, not daily, but there I have. At least three Spotify playlists where Murder has featured. So I'm not saying I dislike them. I'm just saying my hot take is amongst the metal gods, I think Murder has a little overrated. And I think, I don't have any Spotify stats here, I think I might listen to Guar more than them. And I have a love and admiration for Guar more than them, for sure. Mm. So I'm going to go ahead and go Guar here. Okay. Um, I've never had I've never had the honor of seeing them live, which would be just so unbelievably epic. But uh, based on just listening to them, videos, based on, um, uh, damn it, what's the the TV show? The sitcom. Oh, Holliston. Holliston. Um, how much I love that show. I'm giving Guar the the edge here. It's really tough to decide. It is. It's a, it's a very tough one. <laughs> but um, um, that's that's where I'm going. So I will just start with I have seen Guar live and it is amazing. It's like nothing else you would see before. Where at? 
I saw them at the Electric Factory. Really? On a Friday the 13th in October. That's awesome. Yeah. Man, so it was really cool. rad. Um, super fun. I f- God, I forget which record had just come out. Um, but here's my argument. There was a point where Guar wasn't really a metal band. They became very experimental. And Pete kind of said it best. Lemmy is God. I know, and I, and I know this. And there's nothing that Motorhead or Lemmy in particular isn't involved in that I don't want to see. Lemmy is in trauma movies. Lemmy has done records with everybody. Everybody wants to work with Lemmy. Everybody wants to cover a Motorhead song. Um, I'm going Motorhead. I mean... I have to. But it's hard to discount Guar if you see them live. Because it'll change your perception. They could be the worst band on earth, but if you saw them live, you'd be like, hey, it doesn't matter. I mean, without even seeing them, you know, I made my, my choice. But obviously, I can understand why Motorhead is the choice here. Yeah, it's I- too hard to argue against a god. <laughs> that Lemmy Doc is fantastic. Mm. Did, did Dave Grohl story yeah, about I mean, Lemmy's shorts... I love yeah. it. <laughs> Playing Pac-Man, wearing shorts that were cut off to like his asshole. <laughs> what are you? What are you wearing? They're not shorts. These are shorts. <laughs> and there's pictures of that, by the way. Just Google it. Lemmy shorts. It comes up. Oh. Oh, it's the ba- background of my phone. <laughs> when my new iPhone 13 comes, I will be sure to make Lemmy's ass my background. Uh, so Motorhead moves on. That was a tough one, especially on the fly, putting Guar in there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, rest in peace, Motorhead, or not Motorhead, rest in peace, <laughs> Lemmy and Dave Brocky, two of the greatest frontmen in metal ever. Yeah. Um, Lemmy's funny, though, because Lemmy has a legacy that you can follow. Like, we were just talking about going to L.A. or something, and I was like, I have to drink at the Rainbow so that I can have a beer where Lemmy used to drink. Like, he's, he's an icon on another level. Yep. All right, let's move along. In the Rift Division, the four seed. My favorite death metal band of all time, Entombed. Versus the number 13 seed, Unearth. Uh, I'm going to start here just because I have a very giant bias. I love Entombed. Um, I've loved them since... I, I don't think I found out about them till about 2000. Uh, but they've been around since... 1990 1989 something like that um my introduction to death metal is entombed they are ogs of the swedish death metal scene and then they morphed their sound to this fucking ball all fucking ball (laughs) just better get turned over oh yeah they uh morphed their sound to go hard rock and back to metal uh their death metal sound is only really their first two records one uh the third one i think it doesn't even have lg on it but it doesn't matter i'm going entombed um pete you want me to go or you want to go you go so 
I mean, this is a, another sacrifice of seating for me. I love Unearth. I was just telling Jeff again on the drive and listening to the playlist. Unearth is the hardest. They didn't overturn it. Are you fucking kidding me? It was all ball. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah so they did. Did. jump ball. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're watching the Sixers. Yeah, everybody. this is stressing me the fuck out. <laughs> it is Selection Sunday. We didn't even watch it. Actually, does it, I didn't think it come on yet, did it? Yeah, it did. All right. No. Um, so, Unearth is the hardest I've ever gone in a pit after that. Uh, for, the, for the tour when the Great Dividers came out. I love this band. I would love to see them again live. Um, they are... I don't know. I mean, I think the perfect definition of core and all of its many subgenres they're super heavy they're super melodic but in tunes might be my favorite of all the classic death metal oh look at that i'm finally getting an admission from you because you did not like entombed for a long time i did not i do i remember fighting with you about entombed are you sure it wasn't me? Oh, it was definitely you. Because it was like, uh, I mean, it wasn't their best record. I, I would put on like Wolverine Blues and you would be like, God, this is shit. We'd be like drinking in the kitchen in the old house. In the Coastal House? Yeah. And you'd put something on. We'd do like the back and forth, back and forth. And every time I put Entombed on, you'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'm having a hard time with this. He's unre- he gets unreasonably mad, folks. We were at a bar. One night. Oh, for sake. <laughs> I didn't want I know, you I know, I know. driving. He was he was being a good friend. Drunk. He was being a good friend. But I love rubbing it because it didn't start with that. It started with there's lights on the. F- Why are there lights on the floor? This is an art place. I hate, I hate <laughs> young people Irish pubs. There was nobody there, Vinny. It was I just us. Care. They were playing modern hop or uh, not hop modern hop. pop songs. Hop songs with lights on the floor. And I was ready to go. All right, are you taking Entombed? <sighs> oh. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't matter what I take because I know I think I know what Pete's gonna do. You know what? For for my for my youth, I'm gonna go on Earth. Yeah. So they were such a big part of my youth. I was gonna say you were talking about that pit like it was the one. You know what I mean? Like that moment it where was. you just went off and you were. And I think. Um, I mean, I don't know if Pete remembers my attire from college, but I had a oncoming storm t-shirt that I wore pretty much every day from high school <laughs> into college. Like I wore it a lot where I wish I turned it into a backpatch because it eventually wore out and was unwearable. Um, but yeah, for, for, for my use sake, I'm going to give on earth this one. All right. Peter, it is your turn to be the, the tiebreaker. So what I have written down here is that the oncoming storm is a is a study in breakdowns. Yes. And that and that unearth is the blueprint for American metalcore. Wow. Um my heart bleeds no longer, shattered by the sun, bloodlust of the human bloodlust of the human condition, zombie um, autopilot. All all these songs are crazy. They continue to make good. I mean they had one album before that and then they've had a bunch of albums uh, since then, uh, great band out of Boston, um, but I'm going entombed. 
Oh, shit! And, uh, so Wolverine Blues is like, it's almost like a cult album because it's it's so it's like it's such a departure it's, it's, from it's, what they were doing it's like grimy and raw yeah it sounds like it was recorded in a stone basement um but the following album to ride shoot straight and speak the truth yes what a good uprising one. and then the uprising one. is the one that got me into death metal and then um what was i think their last album serpent saints um uh, like that, uh, right? Serpent Saints. That as as entombed, like or with the entombed or... AD thing. Uh, That's where I get I lost. I think it's just entombed. Okay. Um, yeah, it came out in like 02, I want to say. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I know you're talking about the green um, cover. Yeah. But yeah, uh, songs returning to madness, lights out, full of hell, which is inspired the band, the current death metal band, full of hell, which is if anybody hasn't listened to them, they're fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hollow Man, War Famine, uh, Plague Death, all those songs. Um, I love on Earth, um, but I, you know, I literally put. I, I literally was like this afternoon. I was listening to these back and forth, and I don't know. I just say to anyone who to anyone who knows both bands, go put on Uprising by Entombed and listen to Say It and Slugs, and tell me that it's not a fucking ripper. I feel like you have me confused with someone. Else. I don't remember ever having no because we we had this we had this argument a lot. You did not like Entombed for a long time for some reason. I don't remember that point in my life. It was real. Hmm. I was there. I seen it. Entombed moves on. I thought I, I was ready to make the announcement. We have our first upset. I thought unearth, after Pete's unearth thing. I thought. I mean, I, we were... I was kind of planning on picking Entombed. Um, and then I made a last minute pivot, right. but I, I didn't doubt that Pete wasn't. Oh, okay, cool. Well, the next one might be even harder. <laughs> I just dropped the pen. Hold on. Pivot. It's it, the next one's hard, but it's not. Well, it's a battle of like the modern metal, right? Like these it's, are like it's, it's two, two of the yeah two of the most commercial metal bands to ever happen. At number six, we have Lamb of God. At number 11, we have Slipknot. Holy crap, right? I like, don't want to hear it. I know where you're going. And you might know where I'm going. Start it off, because you have a, a big Let history with this band. So, Lamb of God is one of my all-time favorite heavy metal bands. Up until... Recent releases, I think they've gone downhill. Now you say that about both bands, though. Slipknot is has gone down the same path, and I loved Slipknot's early releases, but Lamb of God was always something that's been like a part of my metal roots, like from the beginning. Uh, Burn the priests, New American Gospel, like I was with them from the beginning, and I was always very proud to say that I was at their Philadelphia show for each of their releases up until uh, Sacrament. And I was at Philadelphia, which is one of the proudest concert moments of my life. Like, I was there for fucking Philadelphia, which is still one of my favorite live albums. To go along with that, Slipknot has probably my second or third 
favorite live album, which I was I, I was definitely not there for. But they also have a great live album. Lamb of God, though, is revolutionary. Yeah. In overtime. Yeah, but I don't fucking care. They won in overtime against fucking Orlando. I know. I'm sorry. Like they, I was they, they, they shouldn't even be celebrating that. Um, this is Lamb of God for me. I... Well, so we'll talk about that more in the next bracket. Slipknot was a huge part of me getting into metal. Huge part. Like, for some reason, it sticks in my brain. Like, people, like my family and friends that were into metal, like, thinking I was a weirdo because I like Slipknot. Like, mm. oh, you're one of those Slipknot fans? Yep, like, you're same. a fucking weirdo. Same. Um, I, I, I remember very explicitly... Watching uh, Wait and Bleed on TV with my dad and my uncle there and be like, hey, seriously, this is what you like? <laughs> I was like, you don't see like the awesomeness that's going on in the screen right now? Um, one of the best concerts I went to um, when the Sub- Subliminal Versus 3, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Um, for that tour, that that concert was amazing. I mean, these are two modern day juggernauts. Like, juggernauts, like we already said. But I have to get, I have to part with Lamb of God because right. Burn the Priest and those first yep. four or five albums were just great. And then I'll give Lamb of God credit when they went back to doing um, that cover album recently. I the forget, Burn the I, Priest one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very well done. And they've had. Many hiccups, and so is Slipknot. Um, I think I think Lamb of God's hiccups. They had the whole Randy Blythe thing again in Russia keeps coming up, um, where he inadvertently killed a kid in, in the. Well, he he didn't kill the kid. I mean, he pushed the kid. <laughs> oh, he. Oh, all right. Never mind. I didn't even do that. Gra- gravity killed the kid. Yeah, I was, yeah, was going to say it, was, it wasn't it wasn't him that killed the kid. But um. In any case, they've both like the seating worked out well here because they've both had hiccups. They're both very, very much uh, monumental in the heavy metal scene, and I love them both very much. But I'm going to lamb a god here. Right on, uh, Pete. I'm going to let you go next. I just want to clear something up for folks. Um, Burn the priest is Lamb of God before they were called Lamb of God. They are a Vir- Richmond, Virginia band, but they established their roots in Upper Darby, PA. So before Lamb of God was Lamb of God, they were called Burn the Priest, and they were huge up here in, in Philly um, to the point where when they became Lamb of God, it was almost like, a, are you sure you want to do this? Because you're going to lose a lot of your fan base based on maybe not knowing who you are. Anywho, Lamb of God blows up. They do Philadelphia, which blows them up even more. And uh, they kept Philly unbelievable. In, yeah, they 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 show. essentially did it because it was like this is the the city that made us. Um, no, this is the Trocadero, right? Yeah, was the TLA or the Troc? Was the Troc? Was the Troc? Yep. Okay, yeah. But uh, this is insane. So I mean, I always look at Lamb of God as a Philly band to my to me because no, they're, I, mean, they're I always I always will because Upper Darby is where they lived. They were on. Uh, were they on relapse? They have Philly connections because... I think they were on relapse records. Randy Blythe was a very tight mentor of uh, Bob from Life Once Lost, which Pete can speak 
to more of that than me. But I just remember reading about when I discovered a life one's lost and that Randy Blythe was um, um, like his vocal coach. Yeah, yeah, he was vocal coach and like teaching him about like to not blow out your vocals. And he yeah. did guest vocals on um, shit. Uh, what's up uh, on Vulture? Um, yeah, just oh, so much that I love about that band. And the Philadelphia DVD with the whole uh, kilt fight and everything. Yeah. All awesome. right, Pete, where are we going with this, brother? I got to Pete. So um, I remember I I similar to what Vinny's saying, like about um, wait and bleed, and I, I remember uh, like I'm very much discovering Slipknot at that um, at that like fifth sixth grade for me time. I, their first album came out. I was like my band at the time. I was listening to Corn. Eminem, Limp Biscuit, you know, it was like the pinnacle of like, like the Family Values tour, and like Slipknot came out and fit kind of right in the niche of those genres. I remember like getting, you know, being into them, um, uh, right away, and then I kind of found myself in this um, denial phase for a little while of not wanting to like two th- things that are too mainstream, um, which is just a stupid you know shit that you go through when you're young and uh i always secretly listen to them um and then i never really um knew i never uh listened to lamb of god i I don't think at all until uh i met Vinny in college and i thought that I, i didn't even know what they sounded like i just knew that they were kind of in that also like mainstream metal uh genre but then like Vinny basically introduced me to them I was like wow this isn't at all what I thought they were and they're they're just a powerhouse and they're so technically sound with everything they do the drums are insane Lamb of God's drummer um Chris something I Chris think. Adler unbelievable yeah. um so it's a Lamb of God vote for me uh uh Walk with me in hell, you know, oh, so o- o- Omerta. Um, right. you know, it's just uh, so so logs moving on. Also, yeah. with Slipknot, why do you think so? Like, we were probably too young, maybe Jeff was he's the old man in the group. Why did Iowa get so much disrespect? Because that so, album is fucking. Yeah, so I'm going to say that my pick was going to be Slipknot because it was the band uh, my freshman year of high school that just brought me real quick back to the metal game. Like, there was no, like, I have to listen to this. No, it was like, holy shit, these guys rule. Um, Because the first record was so hard that I don't think people were even uh, thought, like, your brain wasn't around what they could do. Your brain was like, holy shit, these dudes are face melting and that's their deal. And then when Iowa came out, there was a lot of different stuff on Iowa. Yeah, but Iowa... Oh, it rips. But it took like it took years for Iowa to get the respect that it deserves. I don't understand why that was that... I don't either. That might be... I mean, I can say that when I was a kid coming off of um, the first Slipknot record that Iowa took me aback, but I still liked it. I don't know why people shit on Heretic it. Heretic anthems on there. Yeah, I mean, 
uh, People Equal Shit is mm -hmm. amazing. There's a lot of great tracks on there. Um, I just think it was people weren't ready. Corey changed his cadence. He changed his scream. Uh, the band, like I said, itself, the first record was so raw and in your face. I don't know this for a fact by any means, but I think the plan was if this record doesn't succeed, we're done as a band. Hmm. There's no reason to move on. And that record ripped shit up. People ate it up like myself. And they went on and they moved on and they evolved like they have. I mean, even going up to the subliminal verses and the gray chapter, there's weird songs on those records. Their live, their live show is still balls to the wall metal. Unbelievable. I've never seen so well, other than killed off because that was just ridiculous. I've never seen anyone get the crowd so revved up. Right. As Corey Taylor, yeah. When I saw them, live. so like they experimented on their records, but they never wavered when it comes to the live show. And I think that's a big deal to people because it's it's one like I we were just talking earlier when I saw AFI right after Miss Murder came out in the December Underground record, I was like, well, I'm gonna get to finally see AFI, but I'm gonna see poopy AFI. And all they did was hardcore old AFI shit up to. Um, the uh, the record before December Underground. What the hell was that called? Whatever, doesn't matter. All they did from December Underground was Miss Murder, and I was and that was like the that, So I saw them at the Factory, which isn't the smallest venue, but like smaller than I would have ever gotten to see them. Oh, for sure. After, yeah, and it was it was unbelievable. Like I'll I'll never forget that. It was so cool. Yeah, right on. I mean, it's a. Uh, it's definitely uh, with Slipknot in particular. I think they're the the one band that still to this day is is mainstream metal, which doesn't really exist. It's such a right, Pete. Like it's such a yeah. it's like a niche thing. It, it's so much that like to 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 make it and to never have radio songs either. Yeah, to make it on the level that both of these bands made it, where they're comfortable. You know, they don't have they never, you know. Certainly with their first album, you know, some of them might have been, you know, working a day job somewhere. Oh, for but, sure. But Dude, I had that I had that album on cassette. Bands, <laughs> for both for both second album, both these bands never again, you know, they they were musicians. Oh yeah. For, for, you know, I mean their career musicians from then on. Yeah. Um sorry, I was peeing and I was muted. Uh, sing the sorrow <laughs> sing, sing the sorrow was the Sing the uh, Sorrow, thank album. you. Thank you. You were trying to think of Yes, I was. We were, um, we were we were at Levante having some drinks and uh the one girl bartender was like I have to clean up. She put on AFI. Um um I I have a couple of questions I wanted to run by you guys. Yeah, go for it. Um in regards to Slipknot, just like uh, I just want to um, I want to point out real quick. Vinny thought this this um this bracket had no meat on it, and we are an hour and 10, 15 minutes into the episode. <laughs> so, do we, where are you picturing, like, okay, like, so every band, you know, is playing club somewhere before they even have, like, a... Yo, I think about a, that a all main, the time. A, a I know who I think album. about that. I, I know what you're saying, and I, I hate to cut you off, but you know who I think about that a lot with? Linkin Park. Like yeah. what club was Lincoln Park playing at that people were like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> I think. Well, I think they had the they had the luck of being in Chicago, where there's a music where there's, you know, they may may there may be someone who's like an A and R for some record company, 
heard them and they were like that will that's that will work yeah but not not in fucking ohio yes or iowa iowa, iowa not even ohio but that's to to answer your question i think uh metal heads are metal heads and metal is metal and they will find it yeah you know what i but mean but i just i'm just like were they wearing the masks like when like was that oh like yeah that was their whole the that was their whole deal from the beginning yeah and they were just dragging a keg around <laughs> I, I guess so. I was like, uh, Eating on the keg. Um, you can't bring that in here. No, I, I play on that. <laughs> my second question, I just wanted to uh, see what how you guys felt about Stone Sour. Um, not my favorite. Yeah, I like their. I, I, say I, like, I, I love their cover of Love Gun. Um, oh, I don't think I've heard it. But no, Stone Sour is a product of Slipknot success. So. Uh, Corey Taylor was in Stone Sour before he was even in Slipknot. Then when Slipknot got big, he got them a deal with Roadrunner Records, brought in Jim Root, the guitar player from Slipknot. Uh, The the band itself is not that great. Um, They're fine for what they are. They're commercial rock. My determining factor is I think Slipknot has made much more of a decline than Lamb of God because Lamb of God during quarantine that recording of uh, new colossal hate where they're all in different you know they're different spaces recording that song is unbelievable and it, why is Randy Blythe in a uh, in a closet in a closet <laughs> no one knows better vocals he's he's a weird ass dude and I love him for it he I wish he quite literally lived in a van by the river for a while. I mean, he's been through some shit, and I just fucking love that band. All right, let's move along, because I think two of the, you know, the next three are going to be quick, and we still have a lot of shit to get through. All right. All so right. I'll start off on the next one. All right, great. I love it. All right. In the so... rift of it. Oh, 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 let me announce it. God damn. <laughs> in the rift division, number three seed, one of my personal favorites, Morbid Angel, versus number 14, one of my personal favorites, Gate Creeper. Ooh. Yeah, this is like a battle of like two two bands that may have been ahead of their time, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. But Pete started off, brother. All right, so this is this is just basically new versus old. Yep. Um, if 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 anyone's listening and isn't familiar with both these bands, Gate Creeper might not exist without Morbid Angel. Exactly. Um, Gate 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 Creepers uh dope as hell their uh sonoran desperation album fantastic their split with iron reagan is fantastic so good i love that split um uh song the song sweltering madness uh is fucking fantastic the single they released social decay is fantastic um but i'm going morbid angel because Altars of Madness is probably like top five death metal albums of all time, maybe top three. Um, Altars of Madness, Blessed Are the Sick, Covenant, Domination. Um, if you haven't listened to Morbid Angel, throw on the song World of Shit and you'll love them. So, mor- so Morbid Angel for... Morbid for- mor- none, none of us can say morbid, apparently. <laughs> Let me jump in here. All right. So, Morbid Angel, I was a latecomer for 
for some reason. I, I don't know. I, I don't really know why. Like, um, I'm not sure. I don't think it was a certain person that led me to discovering them. It was probably Spotify or Pandora or something where I was stumble across them. And of course, like super dug them. Um, and like P said, uh, Alters and Madness. I mean, that album is really incredible. Now, Gate Creeper, they're of the new age. And Jeff told me about them. And I think he told me about them and I forgot or I ignored him, something. But while driving from wherever I lived at the time to out where he he lived at the time in Lancaster, I had a, a solid hour and 15, hour and a half minute drive. And I listened to their entire uh, discography and was just blown away. Um, it was the most fun I've had discovering a death metal band in I don't know how long. I was completely into it. It was it was very much my jam. And uh, I think like Pete said, very much inspired my Morbid Angel. But as far as recency bias goes, and also seeing Gay Gruber live and it being an incredible performance, we got to interact with, not interact with, but like kind of like be around shoulder to shoulder with the singer of Gate Creeper a little bit in the crowd, which was super cool. Um, so I'll say recency bias puts me on the Gate Creeper vote. Hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to go and I got to take the Morbid Angel. For all the reasons everybody already said, I love Morbid Angel. Godfathers. But on top of that, they have a t-shirt that is more iconic than anything Gatecreeper will ever do. Just that simple Morbid Angel. Yeah, Morbid Angel. <laughs> we can't speak all of a sudden. The white Morbid Angel t-shirt with the red font. It's a great shirt. Uh, but yeah, Morbid Angel just absolutely is just Godfather OG. Just a lot of bands wouldn't be around without Morbid Angel. Now, There's I, only one more OG death metal band than them, and we'll get to that eventually. Gate Creeper, dope. Arizona desert metal. Uh, yeah. They're on a sick tour right now. The Sweet Decibel mustache. tour. Yeah. Uh, they, um, women were throwing themselves. Oh my, out. I have never, I've been to so many shows, and I have never in my life he seen women throw themselves at a man like that. Tail. It was insane. Impressive <laughs> is what it was. Because he was just chill. We were like smoking cigarettes together. Yeah, and then chicks were just coming up. And he'd be like, whatever. <laughs> he was completely like, he didn't give a shit. Yes. I was like, dude, you could, you could just bang all these girls. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> nah. One of the things I have, I give Gatecreeper a lot of credit for, and this is any, any band that's like new and going into that genre is death metal isn't the trend like like being like a more old school stuff you know they, they bring they bring some new stuff to the sound but like you know a lot of things are trending towards death core and and um metal core and stuff like that oh. and to be like a straight up death metal band um and it's not easy on the vocal cords or you know any of that stuff i mean um 
George Fisher, George Corpse Grinder Fisher from Cannibal Corpse just fucking drinks like five Coca-Colas and he's like, all right, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the number seven seed, I think, is a universal favorite. The Black Dahlia Murder. The number 10 seed versus the number 10 seed, Sepultura. Yeah, this is a toughie. Uh, would anyone like to start that's not named Jeff? That'd be great. <laughs> I'll go ahead in this one. I like Sepultura a lot. They have, but like, there's no, for me at least, uh, there's no definitive album or go to. Like, I kind of just like uh, whatever comes on my playlist or on my. My mix for a couple tour, I'm like, oh yeah, I'll leave them on. But Black Dahlia, Black Dahlia Murder, like, good lord. I mean, every album I just love. And they're one of my favorite bands to see live. They're one of my favorite bands in deathcore ever. This is a definitive Black Dahlia for me. Um. God damn. I mean, Sepultura is, like I said before, the soundtrack to hell. It's Brazilian death metal. There's uh, nothing more raw and just. um, I don't want to say brutal. It's not brutal, but you you know what I mean? Just that 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 sound is something very significant to Sepultura. But yeah, I mean, Black Dahlia Murder. There's not a Black Dahlia Murder song that I don't like. There's not a record that I don't like. Seeing them live was out of control fun, even if they only played an hour. Um, they are a metal band, in my opinion, that will last as long as they feel like lasting. There, there's never not going to be a place for Black Dahlia Murder. Whereas Sepultura, it, it, it kind of ran its course. Um, they're almost a completely different band now. Yeah, the, the lineup has changed yeah. so many times. And uh, they still rip and just destroy, but it, 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 yeah, Black uh, you, as you can tell with my stuttering, I'm like having a hard time. But yeah, Black Dye, Black Dye for me. Pete, you want to add anything? or? Uh, love Black Dye Murder, Unhallowed, Miasma, Nocturnal, yeah. um, Elder Misanthropy, my, I mean, that's like first album, but like my favorite song probably um my vote would have been sepultura wow um, really but that's um, shocking pete it's only because i find that uh, it's not it's not to say the music isn't good but it's just like I'll, I, any, basically any of i feel like they the a lot of the like last four black die albums kind of just like all sound the same to me yeah, I, I get that. Which, but, which not that that's a problem. I'm well, saying, I, w- I was going to say, they all have their own... I feel like they were a little bit more... Like, each album was a little bit more definitive. The, the last one in was... the first four. The last um, one is the most visceral of their records. Right. Um, but what I was going to say for Sepultura is there's nothing that they don't do that isn't raw. Yeah. And so it, that's a great to- thing. And listening to it um, this morning, it's funny because like the first Sepultura album, it sounds like it just sounds like a Slayer album. Yeah, 
and it's kind of like are they like they were just trying to be slayer they're but, trying to be a brazilian slayer yep <laughs> but then um the albums morbid visions schizophrenia beneath the remains they mm. they found their own sound and then when um the album roots came out in 1996 and they kind of um individualized themselves by adding in i don't know if it was like you know african it's Brazilian. the drums yeah the drums yeah, they I added some about. like yeah. some cool um I, I don't know if that's the right word to use but like more native um yeah. stuff and to make and refuse like, oh, resist yeah never heard anything like yep. that so that's that's pretty cool for and, sure um um i I knew that you would both vote Black Diameter, so I was more or less playing Devil's Eye. Oh, okay, but, so um, we were, con- we were convinced, shocked. yeah, you were going to take Black Dahlia, So, um, If you've never listened to Sepultura and you're listening to this. Oh, listen go to listen song, to them right now. Listen to the song <laughs> uh, Primitive Future, Slave New World. Reviews Resist. And, uh, and Cutthroat. And, yeah, uh, yeah, Cutthroat. Everything, um, everything cut, by yeah. Sepultura. I love Sepultura. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But Black Dahlia, I think they just... They carved, out their, their, they carved out their they carved out their thing and they just Thy Horror Cosmic might be mine. And uh uh Deathmaster Divine. Yes. Yeah. Uh, always something. Let's move along. In the wrist division, this is the last matchup. God, we're going long. Megadeth at the number two seed versus Angel Maker at the number fifteen seed. I want to start this one off. I have nothing to say other than Megadeth. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is another seeding, seeding uh, fatality. I love Angel Maker. They are definitely my favorite current deathcore band. They're, they're doing some crazy uh, revolutionary stuff. Dual vocals, highs and lows, breakdowns galore. Uh, they are heavy as fuck, but it's... It's Megadeth. Like, I'm not gonna. There's nothing to argue here. Megadeth is the reason for the season, my friend. <laughs> there is no. I, I I honestly feel like there is no me without Megadeth. Like they they shaped my youth. They were the thrash metal band that I didn't know was thrash metal, but shaped what I thought was fucking awesome. And they are the reason that you will not see Metallica on this list. And I think for good reason. Pete, you want to add anything? I have no love for Megadeth. Whoa! Oh! (laughs) Hot Hot take! Megadeth is the... um, um, Fuck. Even knowing that I exchanged the nod with David Ellefson? The bass player for Megadeth. That, I mean, that's cool. I hate, <laughs> Dave, I hate Dave Mustaine. Why? Because he's a bastard. Oh my god. I hate his voice. <gasps> wow, everything's just falling apart right now. My whole life's um, crumbling before. Wait, me. so were you upset that we didn't include Metallica in the bracket at all? Um, I I don't know. I mean. It, yeah, it sounds like you're upset. That that whole uh, I didn't, no, I didn't That's think... like when uh you you like a girl and she's like, "Well, are you mad that I well, I don't know." <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't I didn't think about it. I thought that maybe that was just because they're more in the newer in, in, in I mean, they're still metal, but they're like more rock 
they became yeah. much more hard rock. But, but even going um, back, like the, we talked about this many times. I, when I was younger, it was like you take a side, Megadeth or Metallica, and I was a Megadeth guy. Um. Yeah, the Meg- Megadeth is the shining to me of this list. The, yeah. most, uh, the most overrated. Huh. But that's just me. Hey, I, I, don't get me But however, I, I, I'm not they, saying they I, move I, I, on. I, I, yeah, yeah. Rusty yeah, but Reeves, you wouldn't have taken the Angel Maker over them, right? I would have. If really? If one of said Angel Maker, yeah. And I don't even really like Angel Maker. You don't like Angel Maker? Uh, I, I had some notes. I just erased them because Megadeth went, went on. But, uh... Um, I like their new, their new, uh, I like their EP or no, I'm going to say it was their second album and the new one. Well, some of those, some of their stuff, I don't, what, the, what I didn't like about, and I had never listened to Angel Maker until today. Um, but what I didn't like about them is that their drums sound electronic. Mm, I hate and that. I, and, I know and, what you're and, talking and about. I, and I hate, hate that I, sound. Like the double bass. Like, yeah. Um, but not, but it doesn't sound like that on the newest album that came out last well, year. Well, shout out to our friends in Angel Maker who will be in Reading uh, in two weeks, right? With Lorna Shore. We're going that show, right? I, I hope so. Um, I mean, I'm not giving our friends shout outs for. No I just reason. saw. I just saw a video of Lorna Shore. Someone posted, and it was a sea of phones taking videos. Yeah, well. We're going to Reading. I don't even. There might not even be anybody there. Who knows? <laughs> um, I I feel bad because our other friends are gonna get pooped on now too. We're moving on to the blast bleed, blast beats region, where the number one seed is the Almighty Slayer, taking on our legit good friends in Outer Heaven at the yeah, number sixteen seed. Poor Outer Heaven. Um. I'm wearing my I'm wearing my Outer Heaven shirt tonight. Uh, my my homie Zach, I love you. You guys got on the list because you are legit some of the most real metal out there right now. Um, and it's fun. Yeah, this is fun death metal. They're on Relapse Records. They're not like to some local band that we like. They are a legit band. They're going to be playing a festival in Austin coming up. They're going on tour with uh, Cerebral Rot. At the end of March, go check it out. Kung Fu Necktie, March 26th, I believe. Uh, we'll be there. And they are fucking sick, and they run the metal game right now, as far as I'm concerned. Their singer brings an energy like yes. I have never seen before. Yeah. And the riffs are awesome. Oh, my God. The riffs are so good. They're – I can't even. I can't even. But it's Slayer. Well, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. But, There's nothing to all about. Yeah, what are you, you going to – you're going to – Fist that's fight, very, Kimbo slice. Get out! Very <laughs> unfortunate for yeah. Zach and crew. Yeah. So what I have written here for Outer Heaven is I wrote the album uh, Diabolus Vobiscum. It's fucking banger front to back. They are banger. They're um, oh, their shit is so good, but like you can't fight Slayer. It just maggots in your coffin. Uh, Bloodspire from Realms of Eternal. Oh, Bloodspire. That's um, my favorite jam, dude. So I wrote that all that down. But, um, and then, and then um, I, next to Slayer. Shut up. <laughs> so I, I wrote all that because 
you know, I was listening to that today and it's fucking badass. And then next to Slayer, I wrote, it's fucking Slayer. It's fucking Slayer, yeah. <laughs> yep, I have no idea. Harry King! If you haven't heard of Raining Blood, uh, get out from under <laughs> the rock you live. All right, moving on. Now, this is a one, this one might be actually decisive. At the number eight, Man O' War. This is the 80s battle right here, by the way. Versus the number nine seed, King fucking Diamond. I want to start here. Because it's, it's King Diamond all day as far as I'm concerned. I love your Macho Man Conan metal. But King Diamond with the high fucking pitched voice, Merciful Fate, all his shit. The Christmas song. <laughs> the theatrics, the face paint, the, the, the corpse paint. Like, King Diamond embodies metal. He is the embodiment of metal. And while not everybody's on board with that high-pitched thing he does, his live show now is absolutely amazing. What are you eating? Candy over there, Pete? What's going on? <laughs> Me? Oh, no, I was just standing up. <laughs> what, you got some, some hard candy? Um, it, it's King Diamond all day for me. It's King Diamond. Uh, Pete, you go next on this one. All right. Um, so... I actually felt I thought this was a good matchup because both of these bands to me are kind of shtick. Um, oh, no no doubt, yeah. Um Man of War is like they're the first to do like the Viking thing and like bring and like bring like guys wearing loincloths for loincloths <laughs> and, and very swords very and muscly stuff. men. <laughs> um and uh King Diamond is like Halloween metal. Mm-hmm. Like the like, they I mean they have a song called Halloween, but mm-hmm. you know it's like, um, but for nostalgic purposes and because I've seen this band live, it's a man of war for me. Uh, Actually, right. my 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 next to man of war, I wrote, "We wear jeans and leather, not cracker jack clothes," because <laughs> that's a quote from the song "Man of War." <laughs> All right, so, uh. Man of War was a new thing for me until I met Pete. King Diamond, I mean, has always been a thing. The high pitch, the the gothicness, the this is what I thought black metal was um, until Pete showed me a lot of new, or not new, but other things. Um, so it, I could. I, the the man of war I never really got behind, um, wasn't really in my bag, so I'm going King Diamond here. Yes, King D. We used to have me and my cousins. My cousins are Navy uh, brat, Army brats, but they're that's they called Army brats, right? Yeah, yeah. Totally. But they lived everywhere. Brat they, stalls. What is it? No, <laughs> I was making a joke about brat stalls. Oh. Anywho, my uncle used to have this uh, dope record collection in his basement, and he had all these posters, and he had this Man of War poster that we would just, like, drool over. Because it was just, like, the shit, right? Like, that's everything you want as a kid. Like, muscle-bound motherfuckers, beautiful, big-titted women, some dragons or whatever the hell is going on. Man of War gets their due, but King D, for me, is, is the dude. So uh, just to drop some a few quick Man of War things, they as far as I know still have the world record for loudest band. Yes, I've yeah, I um, think Nugent had it before them, right? 
Oh yeah. Ted? Yeah, cuz he the used nudge. to he used to play his his amps so loud that people would pass out in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. So I saw them. I was uh a sophomore in high school. I saw them at the TLA. It might have been the last time they played in the US. These this is these are like five guys from Staten Island who all, who all they sing about is like riding into battle and and the glory of death on the battlefield and and because because that's so embraced in the like the world metal community like Euro- European metal festivals are like 10 times more epic than oh, US no metal doubt. festivals oh my god i've seen for 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 whatever reason you know um and Manowar has not toured the U.S. in like fifteen years, <laughs> or or more. It's probably I more. Don't... It's got to be more. I seriously think that the tour I saw them on, which would have been two thousand and five, might have been the last time they played in the United wow. States, which is crazy. And th- for them to play the TLA, th- like think about like these they play like massive like fields. Yeah in in europe and then they're and then they're playing the tla and oh play. that's that's um, been a huge argument with the united states for a long time it's that yeah lo- I think ban- local bands that you like love yeah. and will get 50 people at the show here will go over to europe and sell out every show they do it, it's yeah. more of a scene out there here it's it's just like a, a something to do on a thursday night or your friends in the band yeah out there you live it you live the scene and it's it makes people huge over there, and then they come here yeah. and they're like, "Oh shit, we can't even get a record deal." Well, that's why you can't go walking in the woods in Norway without walking through a death a, a black metal video shoot, <laughs> starring me. <laughs> All right, just, let's get... just a bunch of guys uh, frowning in black or in uh, blackface, corpse right. paint. Next, uh, next matchup is actually a pretty good one: the five seed testament. Versus the 12 seed, Children of Bodom. Uh, I think we can go through this one pretty quick. I'm a Testament guy. Uh, they rock. Children of Bodom, I've never really got behind. And I, I just... Testament, right? Old school. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for me... I really like Children of Bodom. They really got into my wheelhouse and my... High school era. Um, there's a couple albums. I don't have the names of the albums off the top of my head, but they were very much in my wheelhouse. But Testament, like that's that's the old school. They're the forefathers. Um, those albums from start to finish are some of the best, and that's my vote. Um. Testament. All right. Yeah. I think Children, I, Bo- Children of Bodom, something happened where, like, they became irrelevant. Um, they're a cover band now. Yeah. They just play, they play metal covers of pop songs. Now. Yeah. I'm with um, you. And, um, you know, I think they have some hits, but they're not like a band that I ever, like, bought an album of. Same. Same. And, um, yeah. So, the, the, this next one, I'm actually very intrigued with this one. Can so I this, start off the next one? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the four seed, Cannibal Corpse versus the thirteen seed, Trivium. Oh, yeah, that's a tough. Go ahead, one. Pete. Start us off, brother. So I'm gonna I'm gonna recite um, 
some titled tracks <laughs> of the band who is my boat. Oh, this will be pretty easy. <laughs> Scattered remains, splattered okay. brains, mm. meat hook sodomy, mm-hmm. entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt, mm. mummified in barbed wire, mm-hmm. blowtorch slaughter, mm. rotten body landslide. All right. Fucked with a knife. Ooh. Force fed broken glass. Are you done yet? Cannibal Corpse. Um, I come blood. Cannibal Corpse. Yep. Uh, I just I I'm taking Cannibal Corpse. They are the best death metal band ever. We've saw them live. They're really the first death metal band. They're amazing. Uh... I'm not even I don't want to get into that. I'm just gonna say we saw them for their fortieth Mm. Anniversary, fortieth anniversary and tour, awesome. and it was amazing. It was it two was and a half the, hours of straight. It was some of the hardest metal. Some of the hardest I've headbanged. Like my neck hurt. Yeah, the next couple of days. They do not quit. They are still as brutal as they were back in the day. Trivium, I give Trivium credit because Trivium came along when I was a little punk rock boy, and I heard Trivium, and I was like, holy shit, I forgot about metal. And Trivium brought me back to metal. Matt Keefe, Heefy, Matt Heefy, <laughs> Queefy, Heffy, 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 Heefy, Matt Heefy, Heffy, Heffy. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but he he rules, and I love what he's doing. He he was he, only a child when this band started. Nineteen years old. Yeah, but he was he's all about the old school metal. But Cannibal Corpse, I can say, absolutely destroys live. So, it's it was amazing. one of the best live experiences I've had. Uh, Cannibal Corpse is, I mean, top of the game in death metal. I think Exhumed is better. Ooh, Exhumed or Entombed? Exhumed. Yeah, but Entombed is like thrash death. Exhumed. Yes, Exhumed. They're like thrash yes. death. But I'm Cannibal. Now, Cannibal Corpse but, is I mean, just... I mean, the, but they're, they're still legends. And Corpse Grinder's been doing it for... Like, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's, it's about, unbelievable. Yeah. The the neck... Oh, my God. The neck it's is disgusting. Unbel- it's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> it's so gross how big his neck is. Please Google George Fisher neck. Yeah. When, when he... Somebody... We're at the Chameleon Club, right? Somebody screamed something out. And made him laugh. He laughed on stage and then stopped and went, Can't be making me fucking laugh. This is not what I get paid for. <laughs> Let's Dude. play uh I come blood. So awesome. Now Trivium. Ascendancy. Ascendancy is one of the best metalcore albums I've ever heard. The uh a gunshot. A gunshot to the head of trepidation. There's dueling guitars, it's is really really incredible, especially for how young those kids were when they made that album. And then um, I don't I don't know the name of the album off the top of my head, but the their next album was kind of a Metallica ripoff. Yeah, and... see, I don't think I got into anything after Ascendancy because Ascendancy won like a Grammy, like it won like Metal no, no, Album no. of the Year. No, no, the album after that did. Oh, when they did the Metallica ripoff. Oh, I, I yeah, what it's I, called. I, I didn't listen to that one then. And then after that, they did Shogun, which was really good. Um, 
I have a lot of respect for Trivium, and I I really yeah, think same, same. they're same. they're very good mainstream heavy metal. Um, uh, he, he's he the singer is very much a modern day. Yeah, he's a uh, savant. He's a savant when it comes to metal. And James, he's his guitar player. Yeah. Um, when they did the Roadrunner United record. He does a bunch of songs on there, like in the style of Merciful Fate with King yeah. Diamond and, and all that shit's yeah, amazing. They're, they're super talented. Yeah. I like them a lot. But, I mean, it's Cannibal Corpse. It's Cannibal Corpse. Absolutely. Um, I just wanted to wax on uh, George a little bit more. Uh, Corpse Grinder. Um, so, funny thing. So... It's funny with how you can, like, these people detach themselves from what they do. I mean, this dude, like, literally sings about, like, murder. And, yeah, like, and then he delivers uh, teddy bears to children's hospitals. And, but, yeah, and, but he, <laughs> like, he, he's a father. And, like, I see him, there's this vi- these video went viral of him. And, like, he has some, like, he loves Target. He loves shopping <laughs> at Target. And, like, he goes and he, and he uses this app where you scan things and you like compare the prices between other things. And there's just like this wholesome video of just him like scanning dolls in target. And he's like, he's like, yo, 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 no, I got like three of those things. And I sold them for like twice that price. And he's just <laughs> like, and he's just like, and he's like smiling and, and he's just like this thick neck. <laughs> I mean, I mean the windmill, I mean, I go to a show like when I went to Kohi the other night, my neck was sore for like three days. And like, I can't, these guys that like they're playing the riffs of the song and it's like all three or all four, both guitarists, the bassist and corpse grinder are all windmilling their hair in unison in the same direction for like five minutes straight (laughs) for each, for each song. Yep. (laughs) And it's just, it's just insane. So it, I don't even know. I mean, like, I I feel like even if people like aren't you aren't a fan of metal, I feel like you should go and experience a, a Cannibal Corpse show. It's like oh, absolutely. It's, it's like a it's like a rite of passage is like yeah. that people should experience. It's just it's insane. And the f- fact that I mean they you guys you said you did the fortieth anniversary. Yeah, tour, you're not like, getting ripped off. Like there's but, there's but they're you, never gonna come out and like uh, we did a half hour. No, but the, two hours straight. And they tour like eight months a year. Like the biggest off the time they had was during COVID. I mean, these guys just tour and tour and tour. And, you know, they ne- they don't play. I mean, except for like festivals. If they play festivals, they, they still, you know, keep it real and play like, you know, the mid-level to even small venues. I saw them at the Croc Rock in Allentown. That's when I saw them. Shit, that thing hasn't and... been open in like 17 years, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was... Uh, I want to say it was like 2012. No, dude, that thing closed up in like 07. No, that's I'm yeah. telling you, it's like the Croc Rock. What year is uh, it? 20? Uh, maybe. All right, maybe. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, right, it probably wasn't open much longer after that. But. Let's go along here. In the Blast Beats division, the number six seed Napalm Death versus the number eleven seed Mudvayne. Uh, what the I, fuck is Mudvayne doing on this list? So here's the deal: what, is is Papa Roach on this list? No, but Mudvayne. All right, the Disres- second Mudvayne. Disrespect. Yeah, the the second Mudvayne record <laughs> is fucking amazing. Like it is. 
that the record first, the first five metallica albums are but you have insane. to understand like this Mudvayne record came out in a time where metal was not popular uh, and, i'd like to differ so no bullshit the first one Slipknot, came Slipknot was out no Slipknot bullshit was this, this is this is what i'm telling you bullshit because the first one came out yes during the Slipknot thing and the first one is not good but you were like i'll be 50 whatever it's called yeah but you were like all right i kind of see where they're going the second one came out and fucking rocked. The second Mudvayne record is outstanding. And then from there, they just went and got better, I think. Now, I, I'm not, I don't want to include Hell Yeah in this because it's not even, it's not metal whatsoever. But the the, med, the Mudvayne uh, records or just movement, whatever the hell it got better and better and better. And then it just kind of stopped, which was weird. <laughs> right? Like, cause mud well, just kind he, of ended. <laughs> because he went off and didn't other things. Right. Um, Napalm death. They're pre metal. They're not pre metal. Yeah. They're not very good. Oh, uh, I disagree with that. All right. So, and I'm not, I'm not saying I don't like Napalm death. What I'm saying is, on a musical level, who you got? Napalm Death or Mudvayne? Napalm Death. Napalm Death. Wow. 100%. Okay. Well, then I just got shit on. That's fine. Because <laughs> Napalm Death, I discovered late. Um, I discovered them with... I'm, I'm pretty sure it was on Headbangers Ball with uh, um, uh, uh, Silence is Deafening. And then I started digging into Napalm Death, and I was like, God damn, this band is great. Like, I loved everything about them. And then the, they continued to do it as old men. Oh, um, they're very old. <laughs> yeah, but they they keep doing it, and it's awesome. Like, we saw Mudvayne, them. We Mudvayne, saw them. But Mudvayne's touring again, too. So. I don't, yeah, but do you want to see them? If they're going to play the beginning is have the you, end is the beginning or have whatever. Have you texted me and said, hey. You want to check out uh, Mudvayne? They're coming to the Man Center. Well, if they were, yeah, I would. Because if they're going to play that record, absolutely. But we saw Mud. I mean, we saw uh, Napalm Death. And how amazing was that? Yeah. Because I, mean, I was blown away by that show. It was good. They are well into their 60s. They, and I was blown away. Napalm Death was good. But I think Municipal Waste and I think Midnight and every band before them was better. Not better. It just... Enhanced the whole experience. That was a great night of of live entertainment. But and Napalm Death did not come up short. They did not come up short. They, I mean, they bring the energy. That's for sure. It was awesome, especially for their age. Now, Mudvayne, I do like. I do like that first album when they were coming up with uh, Slipknot, and they were like the face paint guys versus the face mask guys it was a whole thing of our youth um happy i think it's a great song yeah and that's late that's late but i know and they they became hard rock and i think uh what's yeah, the, see i think their their bass lines ripped what's the vocalist name oh i don't even i don't know their name chad Chad, Chad something, Chad yeah, Gray. I know what you're talking about, yeah. I don't know his name, Chad Yeah, so something. when 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 he was doing the Mudvayne thing and the Hell Yeah thing, it's all very good hard rock, but I think... Is Hell Yeah, Hell Yeah still going, right? 
Without Vinny well, Paul? I hope not. I think they are. I They should be done. You know what? I'd see Hell Yeah. Does that, like, even when Vinny Paul was still here, like they were kind of like... They were basically just like writing songs for strip clubs. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, get drunk, look at titties. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Um, Pete, what do you got to say on this? Napalm death. All right, good enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still... I That second Mudvayne record is out of control. I suggest you listen to it. Yeah, Napalm Death, yes, they've lasted about 700 years. <laughs> and they're British, by the way. They're British. Which I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know that either. <laughs> All right, let's move along. This one is actually really tough for me because we go into the same thing. The number three, Death versus the number 14, Municipal Waste. This is where I go. Like, Municipal Waste, the best party metal just... It is thrash, party metal. bang your head and go nuts. But death, death is, is the, awesome. The forefathers, <laughs> yes, They're the forefathers. Ah, oh, this is so hard. Um, Pete. All right, I'm Pete. gonna. I'll, 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 no, I want Pete to start. All right, because I feel like right. me and you are gonna disagree. <laughs> All right, so, um, my vote is municipal waste. Okay, for. I'll get into it, but let me talk. <laughs> All right. Scream bloody gore, human symbolic, sound of perseverance. The Basically, the first four or five Death albums are perfect albums. So good. Death is um, so good. They're, they're, they're a fantastic band. And I'm, my vote is Municipal Waste just because I, it, like, I listen to Death and I'm like, I listen to it. Like more technically as a music lover, I listen to Municipal Waste and it makes me want to go fucking crazy. Yeah. So so uh, so, so that's that's why you you throw on Thrashing of the Christ or the uh, sadistic the, magician, the Death Ripper intro on the second album. I mean, that's just like yeah, it's it's crazy. So Death, I'm with you. Like amazing records, but Municipal, one would not exist without the other. But Municipal I, Waste know, makes me want to go fucking nuts i don't care if i'm home alone i want to start throwing fists and just going nuts they just have this magnetism about them and live it's even more insane but like when you can go on spotify and be like municipal waste shuffle and you're throwing fists in the shower it's nuts that's you can't teach that basically death I mean, they haven't. They've been broken up basically since 2001. I think when the guitarist died, is was when they basically call it quits. But they're a band that I would love to watch live, like experience, like watching them because they're just like so technical. And but Municipal Waste is the band that I want to go and rage to. So that I guess that's that's, that's well. What, I'll tell you what, what came down to for me. That's two against one and that is the first upset of this entire side of the bracket yep wait you guys both voted death no i took municipal waste oh i was also going to take it uh um municipal waste (laughs) yeah that is the first like legit upset uh the only other close one wait so wait so isn't it three that was three we all voted municipal waste yeah Oh, I just thought you said two and one. 
No, no, I'm saying it's as the, far as uh, seedings go. Yeah, it's oh, a, as far as seedings go, yes, it's an upset. Municipal Waste is a 14, and they played Death, who was a now three. Like we said, I love Death. They are oh, they're they are sick. Four, forefathers. One of the best logos in metal <clears> for yep. sure. But uh, Municipal Waste is party time. It, Excellent. I, I think they. <laughs> Created the party time metal, yeah, and they have strived off it since then. But not only that, they perfected it and they kept it going. And it would have been one thing if they like made a couple songs that were like, oh, yeah, yeah. no, and, they just kept like, it going. Their their place in thrash is just so awesome. And death, yes, they were the forefathers of death metal, um, but it has evolved. So much more since then. Yeah. If any, if, if any of the members of Municipal Waste ever got sober, they better not ever let anybody know it. <laughs> it really... You know what? They probably all are. That's <laughs> like the, the, the key to like a great party band. None of us yeah. drink. <laughs> yeah, like Andrew WK. Yeah. He's sober. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Number seven, Whitechapel. Oh, this is like the modern one. Whitechapel at number seven versus number 10, Kill Switch Engage. Oh, that's tough. I'm I'm going. I'm just gonna say Whitechapel because of what Killswitch Engage did to Holy Diver. <sighs> I don't even think about that when I think about Killswitch Engage. I think about Killswitch Engage, and I think about two singers who were really awesome. Um, they took metal to the mainstream, really, with that Resident Evil bullshit, and then. They got mad that they went mainstream and brought back the old singer. I'm, I'm going to take Killswitch Engage just because they got mad at themselves for being so metal. <laughs> no. No. No, I know. They got mad because they, they were getting soft. But they le- legit, they brought metal to the forefront. There wasn't a horror movie that came out in like the early 2000s that didn't have a Killswitch Engage song on it. So, so Killswitch is iconic in the metalcore uh, genre. And two two legendary singers in Howie and Jesse. Um, I was very much pro-Jesse. I'm a Howard Howie, guy. I'm until, a Howard uh, guy. Until Howard became Howard. And then when they reunited with that song, uh, what's it called? Uh, the... The new one? With both of them? Yeah. Oh. Fuck, uh, what's it called? <laughs> I was so happy. God damn it. Um, whatever. But in the music video, when they do that song together, and they pump fists, and I was just so happy to see signify them. The signify. Si- uh, the signify. Yeah. I mean, my teenage self was just extremely happy seeing them perform together. And do that fist bump. I, I was such a Howard guy. I loved his melodies. I loved everything he did. But apparently, the band didn't like it, right? They thought they were getting soft. Is that yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. So it was getting so. Adam, Adam, the uh, guitarist, he's a big time producer with other bands and with Killswitch. He was like a big. It sounds like he was a big drama starter. Whatever. All that shit aside, uh, Killswitch is amazing. Who are we who are we going up against? 
Uh, Whitechapel. <laughs> so, Whitechapel. Whitechapel is, I mean, on the forefront of some of the best deathcore shit we've ever seen. And now... Yeah, they, they fucking kill. And now, now it's become trendy with the clean vocals in deathcore. But Phil was the first to do it. And it blew everybody's mind that it worked. I don't... I mean, I, I and I looked, like, in YouTube, in Google, whatever <laughs> bullshit, to find someone that was angry about it. But there was no one angry about it that I could find that Phil was able to make clean vocals work in deathcore. And he made it fucking work. It was beautiful. And so heavy and so like just crushing at the same time. Um Yeah, I, I go white shop all the way. Alright. Although, but fuck, I love Kill Switch. <laughs> like I love Kill Switch. You gotta And I, I love we, both. We, we I love, have to get to video so that you can just see like the angst on your face. I like, love all three <laughs> I love all three eras of Kill Switch. Like the Jesse to the Howard to back to Jesse, which was a huge slap in the face to Howard. What about like the CM Punk, the that's what it's like. It, that's what it's like. It's it's fucked up. Uh, what vote did you give again? I went with Kill Switch. You went Kill Switch. I went Whitechapel. Fuck, Pete. What are you going to go with here? I already said Whitechapel. Okay. Yes. So justice, justice for Holy Diver. You probably like Seether, don't you? You want Seether on this list? I love list? Seether. What? Wow, we have to. What's fight. wrong with Seether? So were here's you, the deal. Wait, were you accusing me of liking Seether? Yeah, I was until I'm, Vinny I'm said a, he likes Seether. I do like. Seether. You know, I'm not allowed in the Borgata because of Seether. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Got into a very heated altercation in the Gypsy Bar. Um, I like Seether. Yeah, so I do not. Um, but I am friends. Uh, with a, a guy who was very good friends with their old guitar player, uh, Pat Callahan. I, I don't know. All right, he's, he was there when they were like super popular. He was their guitar player. And we go to the Gypsy Bar in the Borgata. This is right when like everyone's very confused about the smoking situation. So they have ashtrays on the bar. So I'm like, well, there's ashtrays. I can still smoke. Light my cigarette. Bartender comes over and he's like, you can't smoke here. I'm like, well, there's a fucking ashtray. Why can't I smoke? He's like, you can't smoke in the building. I'm like, all right, whatever. Put it out. And then here comes Seether. Like, oh, we just did a show at the Borgata Ballroom, whatever. And who sits next to me? It's Pat Callahan, little South African singer, the bass player, and the drummer. So I look over at Pat, because Scotty... New Pat. He knew his family. So Scotty says, what's up to Pat? I'm like, yo, Pat, what's up, man? Whatever. The singer looks over and he says something. I don't know what he said, but I was not having it, period. And I was like, go fuck yourself. And we got into a shouting match. And then they were like, you got to leave. I'm like, eh, whatever. And that was the end of it. Well, see, there's more important than you. Are they? Yeah. See, this. they sing that Headstrong song? No, that's uh, no. Uh, Seether does. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck Seether does. Uh, but it's all that's that how great like. Seether was. They uh, anyway. I can't go back to the Gypsy Bar. Who, sing, who sings Headstrong? 
Uh, trapped. Yeah. Tra- I, I kind of like, br- I put all those bands in the same like category. See, they're See, trapped. good. Breaking oh Benjamin. God. We're going to have to fight. I like Breaking Benjamin too. What the hell? No, wrong? Breaking Ben is terrible. Did you see the show yeah. with the the the? the oh, they're assholes. It's all it's what, all like. Did you rock. see the show with the tweeter? Allison Chains, Bush, and Breaking Benjamin. Ugh. I do love Bush. Yeah, so Wait. do I. And Allison Chains, Bush, and Breaking Benjamin. I need to go to that. Wow. All right. All right. You know how much I love Allison Chains. Yes, I know. Don't you get me started. I would never sit through Breaking Benjamin for anything. I oh, you don't love Breaking Benjamin. Show up late. And Breaking Benjamin used to be awesome. They're from Allentown. Yeah, good for them. And they turned into rock star assholes. I love Bush, though. Well, then let's go. 16 We got Allison Chains and Whoa, stop Breaking that. Benjamin and Bush. Razorblade Suitcase. Oh, so good. Let's finish this off. What about Hoobastank? No, fuck Hoobastank. <laughs> That's no, what I was thinking listen, of earlier. Listen, my point, I'm putting, I'm putting Seether, Hoobastank, Trapped, and Breaking Benjamin. That's all the same band to me. And Orgy. No. An no, orgy. Orgy is awesome. not the same band. Where are they today? Yeah, Orgy's cover, of Blue, Orgy's cover of Blue Monday is fantastic. How you think they're okay? Do I, Orgy? Yeah. Like, probably, what are they like, doing right now? Probably like doing like glory holes and stuff. I feel like we're going to solve fish fillets. Orgy's having a uh, they're having a giant sex party with Prodigy. Mm. <laughs> oh, that guy killed himself, man. It's not cool. Uh, uh, this oops. one's going to really rack Vinny's brain. Oh, no. The number two seed Thrash Metal Icons Anthrax. I hate Anthrax. Versus the number 15 seed Suicide Silence. <laughs> Alright. There's no way you're taking suicide out. Right, it's anthrax me, all the way. Let me start off. I hate anthrax. I hate. No, you hate Scott Ian. I hate Scott Ian. Why? Because he said something bad about he, Dime, he even had, though he plays at the charity show every year. He had a lot of beef at Dime, and I don't appreciate that. He had a lot of things to say before Dime's death, and a lot of things to say after Dime's death. Dude, they toured together. I don't care. He he was a terrible host of. Headbangers Ball. And apparently Headbangers Ball... Every host of Headbangers yeah, Ball you have, is terrible. You have Scott Ian and Jamie R- Johnson. Ricky Rackman. And Ricky Rackman. Like, like the, the worst three faces of metal you could have for Headbangers Ball. They're like, oh yeah, let's pick these guys. And, uh... <laughs> he was on Married with Children, though. I don't care. So he had a lot of choice words about Dime before and after his death. And I don't like that. And you can try to... He, he tries to... You can try to make up for it now... All he wants. Whatever. Never liked Anthrax. Before Dime passed, I never liked Anthrax because they always clashed and it was like one or the other. Anthrax sucks. All right. Well, for me, the first heavy metal. Now, but. Oh, you're not done? I'm sorry. Now, again, Suicide Sounds. Now, Mitch has passed from Suicide Sounds. Before Mitch passed, they were like. The tits of deathcore, very like the 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 breakdowns were crazy. Mitch's vocals were out of this world, um, insanely heavy stuff, and but then they also like got a little bit weird before Mitch's passing, like doing some generic stuff. After Mitch's passing, they got super emo core. Now they're trying to revert back to their the roots of being. Suicide Silence. 
it's kind of a mess and all over the place. From historical value and for what they are, and there are some songs I like, Anthrax has to win here. Oh, I didn't think you were going there. <laughs> that, was, that was a real one. Yeah, that was, that was really like... Was, oh, my God. All right, uh, Pete, what do you think, man? All right, so we know we know now we're, we really shouldn't bring up um, Helen Hunt or... <laughs> yeah. Or, or yeah, he will yeah. lose his shit. <laughs> I hate him. Um, or what's his name? That that director that we all hate. Oh, Eli Roth. Eli Roth. Um, Anthrax, Fistful of Metal, yeah. perfect album. Yeah. Not perfect. It's, perfect. it's very perfect. It's not a perfect album. Their first album, perfect start it's, to finish. You, you can argue that some of their other stuff isn't great. Their first album, perfect album. Yeah. No. That's what Death from Above um, Attack of the Killer Bees. And you can, you, the killer bees. you can also a, call a Nick Cage movie. Bring the noise. You can also call them. Yeah, I was gonna say you can call them a crossover artist with their with the work they did with Run DMC. So it's actually public. Or no, 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 it's public enemy. Yeah, I was saying. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Do you know who else does I, I, great I work with them? Aerosmith. That's Run DMC. That was Run DMC. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's really not that good. It's just an Aerosmith song. <laughs> Anthrax took a Public Enemy song and and got it onto the T- Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack That's too. <laughs> That's right. I also have three friends who have songs on the Tony Hawk Pro. Skater. Yeah, you know who else was great in uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater? Uh, that band with the child monster. Oh, that's your favorite band, Lost Prophets. Yeah, Lost Prophets. Then he loves Lost Prophets. I do love Lost Prophets. <laughs> I didn't Prophets, know he was a child. Trap. I, I had no idea. I, I know. <laughs> I don't like trapped. And I didn't know Lost Prophets was, <laughs> was a child monster until I played at work and my one cook was like, dude, you know, like this isn't cool, right? I was like, what's not cool? Oh, he touched babies. I was like, what? I had no idea. Yeah, I uh, yeah, that's fucked up. But I, I still I still listen to plenty like you walk through the grocery store, you still hear fucking Michael Jackson, you know. So what are you gonna do? It's because he didn't do that shit. Listen to Corey yeah. Feldman. Yeah, he 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 liked to stick his nose in the butthole of little boys. Who <laughs> Feldman? Well, maybe. Um, I still listen. I'm I'm still gonna listen to Marilyn Manson. I don't give a shit what he did. So. I actually was never a super Manson fan, man. I like uh, the beautiful oh, people. Songs. I like Antichrist uh, yeah, yeah. Superstar. Like that's a good record, but Raw, Raw was the best when Marilyn Manson song opened Raw. Mm, yeah, I like that. I know what you're talking about. All right. Um, so is is the Thrax taking this? Yeah, Anthrax. That was a, that we all agreed. Awesome. Even though I didn't think Vinny was going to say that at all. So we are done. This side of the bracket. It only took a. Uh, Two hours and 13 minutes. You don't understand Anthrax is not winning. I, I don't care if they win or not. I, yeah, well, neither is Megadeth. Yeah, it was just one of those things where I know that you Pantera's hate them. Pantera's winning the whole thing. Yeah, you, you keep telling yourself that. I will fight a bloody fight. I'm pretty sure that somehow um, Point Break is winning this whole thing. So. <laughs> somehow Point Break or... A John Carpenter movie. We <laughs> win this whole thing. Uh, anyone got any parting words? You know what it Vin- won't besides be? Vinny, who has to defend himself about everything that he doesn't like. You know what it won't be? 
The Green Inferno. No. Did this go too long? No, nothing has gone too long. I mean, look. You seem concerned about time. Like, no, I'm never right. concerned about just time. I'm concerned about me going to sleep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> time, the, the podcast time, not a problem. <laughs> we, we are free and clear on that. Me sleeping and actually waking up on time to go to work, yeah, that's kind of a probably. thing. You want me to call and talk to him? No, nah, I mean, I, I just show up and I say I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had a very important business last night. And they're like, were you drinking? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey. No, my, my new bed and the marijuana has been just keeping me sedated and I love it. I'm actually going to pop around the corner and, and stop at the strip club and have a couple beers there. What, uh, baby dolls? Yeah. Why uh, not? I don't like that place. Come, come through. Have a beer. No, you know I'm scarred in that place. Yeah, whatever. That fat girl. I'm actually not going to go. I gotta go to sleep. It's like... Band-aids on the knees. 10 o'clock, which means it's actually 11 o'clock. Oh, my God. I should be in bed. All right. Any parting words? Anybody Anybody um, want to defend anything real quick that no, I'll just I, I just laugh at? Say, <laughs> I just want to say... Um, thoughts out. All the all the good vibes at the Scott Hall. Hell yeah, uh, yeah. I was I was thinking that myself. Hard work pays off. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Yep. So ho- hopefully he uh, hopefully he, you know, has yeah. the strength to keep going. Yeah. Uh, same 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 thoughts. Uh, Scott Hall, Biggie broke his uh, C four and C six something like that. Uh, Love the hymn. It was almost the exact same thing that happened to Stone Cold when uh, Owen piled yeah. over. Yeah, it's um, it's funny because like people, people think like, uh wrestling is so fake, and it's, and then you look at you know a guy that these dudes don't need to go out week in week out, work five days a week, and then one uh, botched move, pa- almost paralyzes you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, for the wrestling community, it's it's a big deal. And we, it, it, he seems like a great guy. I don't know him personally by any means, but he seems like he's just a, a good ass dude. And it's like, you know, watching him do uh, updates from his hospital bed and neck brace. Yeah. Well, he's he jobbed for a long time, and he finally got you know he got his. I mean, he got his number called for real with the new day, but then he got his title shot. Yeah. You know so. But I hope uh, I hope he recovers well. I hope Scott Hall's uh, it's not looking good, but you know I hope it um, pans out. And I just uh, the, I I think the next month and a half of wrestling is going to be very interesting for all us, us fans. The AEW stuff with Cody and uh, WWE got WrestleMania coming up. I think. A lot of things that we have become uh, accustomed to are going to go out the window. And we're going to be left kind of like, huh? But that's going to become the norm. I think as a... My God, I'm about to get get political. As a fan, that's what I'd like to see. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, as independent contractors, these guys really owe nothing to no one. Uh, Nobody owes Vince McMahon shit. Yeah, none, none of the current wrestlers. Yeah, and they just they blow our minds with what they do. They don't need to do it, and it's like, yeah, well, 
You know, it's a, we're on a show now. There's no pay-per-view anymore, right? Like, you don't got to pay yeah. for shit. You just steal someone's password. <laughs> uh, but, you know, here we are. What, what are we at? March 13th. We got we got four more brackets of stuff. I think we'll... Four more? Yeah. We got we got to run through the horror side. They're, they're short ones because we're out of the top 16. Now we're... In the Elite Eight or whatever they call it. Sweet 16. Well, we got to fit it into March. We're in March. Yeah, we got to fit that whole bracket into March. Yeah, dude. Selection Sunday was today. We're good. Yeah. We got this. Uh, uh, we got uh, Batman uh, coming up this oh week. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't wait to do that. Which I think is going to be very big. Pete, did you see the new Batman? I did indeed. Thank God. And I was so, ready to talk about it tonight, but... I want to. I want to talk about it for the rest no, of no, my no, life. No, no, so, no. I'm. I'm not saying like on so a, we're on going a podcast. To, I just want to talk about that movie forever. So we were going to do a watch this or die for the Batman, and uh, instead, what we're going to do is a Batman War Games, which we've been intending and talking about doing for a while. So we'll do an entire franchise Batman War Games. Including the Batman and live I action. Think... No, it, uh, all including, of them, including, including animated, animated, yeah, animated movies, movies, movies yes, yeah. not not the series. Okay, all right. yeah, it's gonna be wild. Well, you want to finish this off? I'm nervous. Peter, Peter, Peter. <laughs> um, let's wrap it up. We got. Like I said, four more brackets. So now we're going to go... Sweet 16. So now we're going to go movie... And metal. All one episode. In one yes. episode, yeah. Yes. Um, we're super stoked that you guys are hanging with us. And we hope you enjoy this. And, and yep, go listen to the metal. Go watch the movies. If, you know, if you're a fringe horror person, subscribe to Shudder. the metal survived. <laughs> This guy, you know, wants, this guy wants to go see Tenacious D so bad. <laughs> you know, technically, uh, Deathgasm should win this whole thing, but... Wow, good call. Correctamundo. Shit. But well, I guess, with... we're, I guess the, the podcast is done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll shut my mouth. You probably should. I'll see you at the, uh, I'll see you at the club later. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to the stage, Delilah. Hey, everybody. Clap your hands for Diamond. Diamond. Mercedes. Mercedes, you're on in two. Mercedes in two. All right. Well, as always, I'm Jeff. He's Vinny. Peter. We got Pete. Thanks for being here. (laughs) Um, Anytime, guys. Love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. And we're out.